The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. This is an extra 1063 podcast. To hear more live and local content like this, tune into 1063 FM or download the extra 1063 app. Uh, look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. How's it going? 1063 with Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports raconteur extraordinaire, and the mechanical mangler at the controls. It's Flounder. Look out. Oh, the day I was born. It's also Fat Tuesday. It's a Shrove Tuesday, I believe. Have you had your Shrove today? Uh, Flounder, have you had your Shrove at all in there? Because I I just took it. I was going to say, because it looked a little bent over. I didn't know whether you got your Shroving uh, treatment today. What the hell is that? I don't know. Nobody knows. He knows. He doesn't have any idea what a Shrove is, do you? I was just going along with it. Well, there you are. (laughs) See? (laughs) We can get away with anything. We just all agree. (laughs) Look out. 304. Fat Tuesday, the day before Ash Wednesday, and it's, of course, Mardi Gras. No, no, everything's fine. And what's tomorrow? No, tomorrow's Fat uh, Wednesday. It's uh, Ash Wednesday. And? And uh, Valentine's Day. Well, in fact, I want to talk about Valentine's Day a little. Oh, okay. Are are you going to be Are you somebody's Valentine this year? No. How could I be someone's Valentine? Yeah, you know. In fact, that's. In fact, I'm going to say there's a there's a sweet lady out there. I won't give her name because I'm going to read her poem tomorrow. Okay. Uh, but she actually went to the trouble. And, well, in fact, I'll read just a, a, a just a. Oh, okay, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. I, 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 we're all here and everything. We're doing the show. Right, What's this? Tuesday, three o five. Okay. You're gonna so, do it now? No, no, no. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Uh, well, no. In fact, I'll do it. I'll do it a little later. Um, uh, Fat Tuesday, uh, Valentine's Day, and Ash Wednesday tomorrow. Do you do uh, Ash Wednesday? Give up Lent things or or what? Or is I'm, that too late? Now? I'm Southern Baptist. I don't have to give up anything. Yeah, Flounder. What about you? Do you have any Lent things or a Miss Veronica doing uh, any, like growing? Lent? I mean, I grew up Catholic, so we did Lent every year. So I usually would give something up. I'd usually do like popcorn. <laughs> something like, you oh, something, oh wow <laughs> Swedish wow. meatballs I'm giving yeah. up Swedish meatballs for the whole month by God you ju- to the cross just a, I'm going to give up my favorite food hey, Swedish meat I stupidly gave up chocolate one year well, now I remember and that, that was hell yeah, I, I did I did that one year as well <laughs> what the hell were you thinking and then at the end of it my Catholic nephews go well you know on Sunday you can eat you what can you eat want Sundays yeah. yeah you can do whatever you want they my, tell me at the end of the forty days yeah well no my dad my dad would give up chocolate and booze for Lent every year like both yeah. Oh, no. Nothing better than a chocolate rum sandwich, I think, is the thing there. Anyway, it's uh, Fat Tuesday, it's the thing. Um, also, uh, here's our phone number. We love phone number, uh, phone calls, 404 741 1230. 741 1230. 
zero. And I say it slowly so people can understand it. I mean, it's always, you know, 741, 12.30, the rocking time, and a Billy Billy, hey, Statue X, and tracks in our clown, mounted down, we're on the saddle clown. You know, I mean, everybody says, uh, what was that number again? Well, who knows? Anyway, uh, so that's the uh, that's the scoop on that. Uh, we got many, many things that we'll talk about the early morning vote today on the Senate bill and what's in it and what's not and how it's a disgrace and how Republicans are going to lose again because they're idiots. In fact, just it, really everything comes down to this. If, uh, well, politicians vote almost never strictly on what's best for America. The vote today, politicians these days, well, it's been going on, I guess, forever. But, but really, if, 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 the, if you could think about it, if a politician really, in the old days, it used to be, you know, they bring the farmers and the leather workers and the guys working in the fields would come to Congress and work for a thing and then go back home and take care of business. And it was because they wanted to get together to do what's best for the colonies, what's best for America, what's best to get us going forward and making us a better, stronger country safer and secure and stuff like that. These days, they're so, they're so much more afraid of what the freaking reaction's going to be, especially some of these Republicans who are afraid to lose a couple of votes if they go too far one way or the other. I, I think about this. The basic issue, if you only voted on what's best for America, here's an example. Is it really best for America to have an open border? I mean, uh, is it best for, is there, is there really a good reason to have an open border where 7 million people have come in and need to be taken care of? Is that best for America? No, it's best for the Democrat Party. It's a best for a political initiative. It's not best for the country. And yet the, Repo- the, the politicians are afraid, oh my God, if I vote, you know, uh, uh, for a border wall, they're going to kick me out of office. It's as simple as that. They're more concerned with their reaction back home than what's best for America. So, I mean, that, that's the bottom line. That's what this bill happened today. We'll talk about that. The bill passed this morning, foreign aid bill. Oh, and by the way, once again, uh, showing that America didn't really give a crap about veterans. When these uh, illegals come, the invaders come over, if they have a problem medically, uh, they uh, send them to the VA hospitals have to take care of them. Yeah. So, so the so the veteran guy, you know, uh, gee, golly, I have some experience with this. Uh, I mean, holy crap! I've been fighting the VA now, like for a year and a half, over two hundred bucks a month. If I'm like, you know, I mean, this is my God. Anyway, but they don't, nobody gives a crap about veterans, and they just screw them again. Who's going to do anything? I mean, what, what am I going to do? Something about it? <laughs> Please. I mean, veterans don't mean squat. Where are all the political organizations that supposedly speak for veterans? Where are they? Why aren't they lobbying and pressuring they do, these congressmen? They are. Oh, believe me, they do. The VFW and the American Legion. Those, I mean, they're, they're active. and they, There's millions they, of I you. know, but they, but they do more for the people. They're too busy working in the community. They're too busy trying to get people a mortgage help. Or, or like me, the guy came up to me and said, hey, we need to get you at the VA Help Center to get these uh, benefits for you, stuff like that. So, and they're, I mean, who's got money to you know, spend lobbies in Washington like those guys do? And plus, they're not, they're, again, the politicians are afraid to make a decision that will affect the people back home instead of saying i'm doing this for the country anyway well i mean that's that's what it is uh, you'll hear chuck schumer here uh, shortly <laughs> the suspected child molester uh saying <laughs> bragging about brag oh no I, that's not alleged at all i suspect him of being a child molester i mean so i'm saying and stating a fact in my head i believe he's a freaking child molester i mean i wouldn't be surprised and i'll bet you it's true and that's my opinion and uh, and i welcome yours so suspected child molester Chuck Schumer uh, is once again saying, oh, no, our president, oh, God, is smart as a whip. 
It's my sharpest attack. <laughs> sharpest attack. And and yesterday, my God, in fact, Flounder even said this to us last night. There's video. Did you see the video of President Stupid Face wandering around? And tell him, tell him the British people. <laughs> the Daily Mail said he went on walkabout. He went on a walkabout. He's wandering around behind the podium, and and, and he calls him the wrong name. Oh my God, the King of Jordan. I, I, I mean, can you imagine if Donald Trump or anybody? Anybody, any other, can you imagine any other president being as completely clueless as this guy? Gerald Ford falling down wasn't like this. I mean, there's never, we've never, you've never seen a president who is basically embarrassingly slow-witted of where am I, what do I do now, mommy? Where do I go? He looks around with his hands in the air like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, all right, I'm screaming. I'm sorry. Uh, you'll hear Bill Maher. If I, if I, you gotta, I'm telling you, you really got to I mean, he's, he's too liberal for me. Uh, but you've got to love the fact that he's trying to bring some sense into people. It's like that. Who's that redneck uh, uh, ex-Marine guy you married to the conservative girl? He shows up once a month talking like this. He's a Democrat. He says, you Democrats, you're all full of crazy. Oh, the old country boy. Who is, uh, he's married to the uh, conservative girl. He's bald-headed. He was a oh, Marine. Oh, James Carville. James Carville. Yeah. You know, he, he's trying to bring some once in a while. I'll bring some sense. Say, you people are nuts. What's the matter with you? Anyway, we'll talk about that. Also, there's an actor named Michael Rappaport. You may not know the name. You've seen him before. He's been in a lot of TV stuff and a bunch of movies. Uh, Raising Hope, Sully, Deep Blue Sea. Anyway, uh, he's uh, finally... He's one of the few guys who's been complaining, like I have for years, about the Donald Trump quote that's the worst thing that happened to him early in his presidency, and it cost him when, it, when the quote was, well, he believes there's good people on both sides. The problem was he wasn't talking about good Nazis and, uh, and as opposed to good Klansmen. He was talking about the issue of tearing down statues. And, and his question was, well, Mr. President, do you think people should be allowed to tear down statues complaining about the statues? And all says, well, there's good people on both sides of the argument of tearing down statues. He didn't say there's good Nazis, but the, the media said, oh, he says there's good Nazis, and they ran with it, and it's been that for seven years. And, I mean, and, and so finally you hear a guy agree with me saying this is what got him. And then, and then the uh, 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 McC- uh, McCain thing, too. Oh, in fact, by the way, Neil Bortz mentioned that today, and I'll talk about that a little bit later on, too. Uh, Flounder just sent me a message for, through the glass. Um, well, can we adjust the two-shot to get all of Kimmer in frame? Oh, no, whoops, we don't want that's all That's not for you. Frame. That's for Mike. <laughs> oh, well, I got it. <laughs> Apparently, uh, is it the camera here? Do you want me to move over? No, I, you're good. I mean, I, it just needs to be adjusted a little no, bit. Nobody cares you. about yeah. me. The problem I, is I, you're in the shot. That's yeah, the that's problem. The, I, I, can we get off to the other way? <laughs> I think that's what he meant. <laughs> can you get rid of that whole part? The, the, here, got the left arm in there. I'll just do this the whole show. Anyway, and speaking of boards... We talked to him on Thursday. I think, well, we don't know for sure. Well, uh, possibly this Thursday. And once, once yeah, a week, whenever he calls. I'll uh, confirm with him That's today. no big deal. I mean, whenever, he, whenever we can do it, well, because he's traveling and stuff, yeah. or maybe. Um, anyway, but he was on this morning. In fact, let me guys ask you guys a quiz. Well, you have all this news. You've got all this kind of newsy stuff. But let me ask you a quiz. He was talking about uh, legal stuff and lawyers, stuff like that. And he mentioned the name Melvin Bell. He said, and he said, it's, it's the guy that's incredible in this story. The dog belonged to Melvin Belli. And now wait a minute. And Tug said, uh, "I don't know who that is." And Lowe said, uh, "I don't know." That. And Lorano said, uh, "I don't. I don't know who." Nobody knew who Melvin Belli was. Uh, now, before you say anything, because we go younger than older. Flounder, do you know the name Melvin Belli? I do not. Pete Davis. I know. Well, you must. Well, I'll just say that ninety-nine percent of Americans have no clue who he is. He's a lawyer. 
Well, he, he was a lawyer. He was the king of torts. Melvin Belli, in fact, just a, a few of the things, Melvin Belli represented Zsa Zsa Gabor, Jack Ruby, who murdered the assassin. He represented Jack Ruby, Muhammad Ali, Errol Flynn, the Stones. He sued the Navy over tailhook. He sued Dow Corning over breast implants. He was a monster litigator known as the king of torts. In fact, one time, uh, one of his early cases that he won, he was very flamboyant, he, uh, he, uh, shockingly uh, aggressive and assertive and, and flamboyant. And one time he had a, one of his first cases, I swear to God, if I have to break now, uh, one of his cases was a girl who got her leg cut off in a train wreck. And so he said he brought her, her artificial leg and he approaches the jury holding the artificial leg of this girl and he says, this young lady is going to have to wear this for the rest of her life. And he dropped it in the lap of one of the jurors and they were gone for about 15 minutes and gave her all she wanted. He dropped her leg into the Whoops. artificial leg. Oh, damn. <laughs> I mean, that was Melvin Belli. And if you look him up, honestly, he was uh, very funny. He, he was hugely, hugely uh, uh, successful. The king of torts. All right, sorry, sorry. Three fifty. I'm late with a Kira Pete and Flounder. Sorry, man. We'll make it up. I promise. <laughs> American rock singer, songwriter, and rhythm guitarist Dale Hawkins died from colon cancer on this day at 73 years old on this day in 2010. Best known for recording of the swamp rock classic, Suzy Q. Swamp rock, that's a, a term that fits. He recorded late in the rockabilly era of 1957. Uh, Dale Hawkins later became a record producer, executive, working with many artists, including Michael Nesmith of the Monkees, Bruce Channel, and uh, Harry Nielsen. I'll be damned. Colon cancer got him. age 73. Bummer. Uh, let's see. Birthdays include Kim Novak. She has a boy's name. Oh, sorry. Kim Novak, 91. Mm. She was that little short-haired, blonde, chubby little chick in Vertigo. And she was, you know, she was, uh, she was kind of the typical of the 50s, early 60s, uh, uh, beautiful blonde bombshells who didn't have a muscle anywhere in them. You know, they were kind of a little chubby, yeah. soft and stuff. They were, you know, the old-fashioned girl. Yeah. You, could, you could squeeze them, you know. It just like, don't you love the, the little, just the little soft ones. Or just, yeah. You could just squeeze them. Not too soft. No, no, not so. You know, just, you know, just, you don't want some to rock-hard, you know, muscle-bound type. No, just, no, no. But they're just little squeeze. And women don't realize how sexy Arms are. Yeah, well, you know, arms are sexy. Where, where, bare, bare arms on a wall. Oh, yeah. well, uh, and shoulder. I got to say, shoulders. If I, I, you know, if you have, well, you know, those little spaghetti straps can yeah. go a long way, man. Yeah. Little yeah. summer dresses. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right, now I can't work. I'm sorry. Now you sound like Ron Hudson. I, sound, I just uh... <laughs> his annual spring <laughs> article in the AJC. Oh, There's nothing like springtime in Atlanta. Uh, the women in the sundresses in Peachtree Street. <laughs> I actually, I actually stopped once. I was in my I had an old uh, Shelby convertible when I was retired and up in New England and doing some little old country town, an antique shopping town or something. And I was driving along in my convertible, and there was a girl. I was driving the light, and a girl walked across across. 
house, like, and it was in Stockbridge, home of Norman Rockwell. And so the whole th- the whole thing is Norman Rockwell esque. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. And this young lady, she was probably eighteen or twenty, uh, wearing a little teeny beautiful little soft summer dress and little. I mean, and and, and she was just so beautiful. And I to- I actually t- I stopped and told her. I said, "You look like you should really should be on the cover of a magazine." Uh, <laughs> That's not a line. <laughs> Did it work? No, I wasn't trying to pick her up. I just said, I just, you know, it's back in the day when I, you know, I was retired and I had thought I had money and I was, I was happy with the world. I, you know, I missed my kids and you're seeing them all the time and stuff like that. But, but I was really in a pretty good place being a sing alone and, you know, lonely stuff like that. But I was still in a pretty happy place and I would share it and I would, just, I, I would say stuff like that all the time. I would go in, I would go into restaurants and I would buy, uh, pay for the, uh, young girls, or not young, but girls, if two look like college A's in, in the college towns, if I was driving my Harley around. And it was, you know, a couple of college age type girls having a, a, a sitting at the diner having lunch or something. I'd pay the bill and not tell them who it was. I just told, give me the bill and take care of it. Stuff, you know, just just because I I just felt good about being able to do, you know, say night. Uh, I don't know. God, I'm sorry. I'm a freaking head case. Three twenty two. It's freaking Valentine's Day tomorrow. I, I just, I, I, tomorrow, I, and I'm already, I, you know, I, I was up this morning at like five oh two. Because, uh, you, know, you know, I wear this every year, and I wore it today because I'm not going anywhere tomorrow. It's got a red shirt on the front, and the back, oh, the back says, When Love Goes Wrong, <laughs> songs <laughs> by the broken hearted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, you know, Valentine's Day is a, is a day to remind us that we're single and uh, not going to be in love. And, you know, I shot my uh, chance, uh, you know, I haven't enjoyed Valentine's Day for 20 years. Actually, twenty-one. <laughs> Not that well, I think about it. <laughs> your your rule is now uh, uh, starting Thursday. You starting can start Thursday. dating again. That's right. The rule is, and guys know this: uh, that you don't you, never. Never get a girlfriend like around Halloween. Yeah. You know, before you know, like August. I mean, October fifth or so. That's the ball game. If you don't have a date by the early August, I mean, October. No, 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 no. Because then you got Halloween and Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas and Meet New Year's family. and families and travel. Who, where are you going to go this year for Christmas? Oh God! And then you got uh, you know New Year's Eve and then you got Valentine's Day. And so now finally you can start going. Okay, let's see what's going on. Yeah. So yeah, like I'm in the dating pool. <laughs> in fact, the sweet you're girl, in the dead pool. No, this is well, it's true. You're right. The sweet girl. I'm gonna. In fact, I'll do it at some point. The sweet girl um, uh, was uh, was asking about whether this whole because po- I talk about sending a poem and I'll read your poems on the air. Or if you have if you're going to try to make up to someone you've hurt their feelings and, and you don't know how to do it and you have a, something to say to them, I'll be happy to do it for you. Know, I'm offering to see if I can be a link to mm-hmm. happiness in your life for Valentine's Day. And w- whatever way we can do it. Uh, you want me to call your wife and tell her you love her and you. I mean, whatever. I, I'm stupid. I, I know. I know. Uh, but anyway, so this lady said, "Well, uh, hell, I'll, we got we, uh, we got a second. Uh, we also we want have, uh, funny roses or red points, but but clean ones. We can say on the yeah, air. Yeah, like li- lim- like roses, red, violets, blue, and then you finish it uh, and stuff like that for tomorrow or today if you want. I mean, start, uh, start starting right now. Okay, right, so now, right in between now and uh, and tomorrow. Uh, here's uh, uh, just a little part of this message, and I won't give her name because I'm going to read her poem tomorrow. Um, she said. Uh, uh, how would one submit a poem for the Valentine's Day poem thing? I keep missing that info in the shows this week. Actually, uh, Flounder told us yesterday, go to Kimmershow.com. You sure it's not Kimmershow.net? No, you said Kimmershow.com. I was wrong. It's Kimmershow.net. Aha! Kimmershow.net. Thank you so much. Kimmershow.net. 
And there's a, a, a diddly-doo, one of those uh, frickety-fracks, a little square contact. contact uh, and, and then you can do whatever it says to do. Open up some, uh, hit something and open up something. So anyway, uh, she says, how do I submit to that? Uh, show? Is this a real thing? Uh, Pete's reaction makes me think it's not real. <laughs> well, it's really, there is no real thing. <laughs> I was trying to get like a contact, and it's not, nobody's going to do it. And so it, there's no contact. No one ever does. In fact, man, I, you know, I did get a few, I, did, I mentioned the other, I, I did get a few uh, proposals on Valentine's Day, but all, all three of them were incarcerated at the time, you know, from so it's not really, <laughs> One was from a guy. Yeah. But she says, um, uh, let's see, missed the deadlines. And, oh, oh, she's the one who reacted when I was talking about nibbling on girls. If you give them a little nibble, they squeak, you know, like chew toys. And if it's really, and a girl, if you do it right, they like it, you know, kind of stuff like that. So she said, um, girlfriends like chew toys. She said, oh, uh, I just checked it out. Yeah, I can attest it if, uh, that, uh, to test a squeaking if I'm nibbled just right, LOL. And she says, now this is for the fun part. Well, it's fun for me. I'm for, probably not for anybody else. Sorry. Well, I wrote a stupid limerick poem thing for Valentine's Day only because uh, most of it popped into my head while I first heard you mention it a few days ago. I'll send it. And here's what here's, here's the thing. She wrote, I'll send it. At the very least, I hope it makes you smile. Okay. Th- in, in other words, at the very least, she wants, she wants me to smile. At least she wants me to smile. So she's hoping for more. Okay, then after a second or so, she wrote back and said, oh, in fact, not at least. No, that's really my only goal with the stupid limerick poem thing. In other words, she was afraid that I would think that she might be hitting on me because she wants to make me smile, at least make me smile, and may, hopefully something more. And she wrote back and said, no, that's my only goal is for the smile. There's no other goal to have him give her be. <laughs> and I thought, you sweet thing. She was afraid well, that I might think she was hitting uh, on me. <laughs> She's afraid she'd wake up one night and you'd be in her driveway, in her driveway. holding up a boombox. I mean, the poor girl, she she got so scared that she was afraid that I would stalk her. I mean, You're not above that. And wait till you hear the poem, who really is. Really, that poem is amazing. Once and for all. Oh, I said it to you. No, no, no. That was, I'm not reading Another. that one. Oh, you're not oh, reading no, that I one. can't read that one. That was, I know. It's very touching. <laughs> that <man>. was. <laughs> there are several that I just are <laughs> not going <laughs> to. But the, the one I'm going to read kind of sums up uh, the final Kimmer conclusion of the entire theory behind love and Valentine's Day, stuff like that. So it, it kind of puts a uh, like a stamp on a uh, anguish area thing. It's kind of cool. Right. I, I mean, my, tomorrow. All right, 327. All right, God, sorry, sorry. Um, uh, oh, let's do a little update on the church shooter thing. This is, uh, we, we should have known. Uh, well, before you do that, yeah. look at that. Uh, stocks fall. <laughs> stocks fall on hotter than expected inflation data. <laughs> you see the number? Yeah. Uh, uh, New York Stock Exchange uh, minus uh, almost minus seven hundred and forty-one <laughs> yeah. forty-three minus seven forty-three minus seven forty-four. Seven forty-four. Aye, aye, New York yeah. Stock Exchange. Wow, who would have thought inflation was up again? And, of course, they're saying this, you know, the word salad people are coming out and saying, oh, well, you know, but yeah, because, okay, gasoline cost four sixty two weeks ago. Today it cost four oh nine. Therefore, we're beating inflation, and it's all a lot better now. I mean, it's unbelievable, these people. They'll say, they'll say anything. They'll claim anything. And the media reports that, oh, inflation's down. Oh, my God, that's great. <laughs> really? <laughs> God, uh, three twenty-eight, seven fifty. <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> Minus. Keep going. Oh yeah, yeah. 
the Joel Osteen shooter. Okay, I, the other day, I distinctly remember the case of this tranny was described as a physical male, born male, identified as both ways. We turn out now the, the shooter goes by male and female names, and I'll call it it because I don't know what to call it, and it's not, I, I don't want to. Apparently it's a woman because they talk about her having a baby. That was her son, and, they, and she is married to a guy who is talking about her. So obviously they, they were mistaken the other day, and it must be a, a, a female, born female, who identifies either way, depending on what. See, apparently this person is schizophrenic. And, you keep uh, saying is. Was. Well, well, yeah. Well, sorry. Uh, she shot up the Joel Osteen mega church. He was not there. It was at one of his churches in Texas. Apparently with the uh, AR-style rifle, uh, brandishing guns and crossbows while throwing Nazi salutes. Now, that was the five years previous to her neighbors, I think. These. The neighbors are saying this. We knew this was going to happen. Uh, the neighbors are saying uh, she used to intimidate neighbors by brandishing guns and crossbows and throwing Nazi salutes, referred to her special needs son only as the boy. Uh, police were, had been called many, many times to the home she shared with her mother and her 7-year-old son. Uh, one neighbor said her way of intimidation was to bring gun cases in and out and crossbows. She'd come out, have her gun cases, uh, do the Hitler salute, flip you off, call, the, uh, call you a bitch or something. It was something every day. Another neighbor said that this girl, I guess it's a woman now they're calling her, uh, tried to run him over with a car. Uh, this girl has a, a girl, guy, whatever, has a documented history of mental illness, took her son to shooting Sunday. Uh, the son is uh, probably going to die. They say he's not going to make it. He got shot in the head, I assume, by one of the officers, off-duty security guard officers who were trying to kill her. Unless she, I, she might have shot him while she was trying to shoot. I, I, I don't know. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that because I don't know. But it sounded as though if, if they knew uh, that she did it, uh, anyway, I don't know. Uh, the, uh, it says she's always identified as female, now it says here, and, but also calls himself or herself Jeffrey. Her ex-husband referred to her by the name Jeffrey. Uh, they had a run-in with the law, occurred in 2022, in possession of guns after a traffic stop, served some jail time. The husband wrote that he and the girl met in 2015 working at a spaghetti shop in Houston, and she became abusive as soon as they got married. She has uh, Munchausen, we mentioned yesterday, this, um, by, which proxy. Is by, by proxy, trying to gain attention by seeking medical help for exaggerated or made-up symptoms of a child in their care. Anyway, they're saying that somebody should have done something. They knew about this for years. Just shooting up the name, you know, just being a goof. Bring back the crazy houses. I tell you, that's what happened when Reagan said we got to let them out. The court started ruling you can't keep these people against their will. So Reagan said, okay, off you go. And what's he supposed to do? Uh, 331, Kim Repeat and Flounder. Here we go. <laughs> Look out. 334, how's it going? It's only me, it's only the Kimmer with Pete Davis and Flounder and the hideous Rod Stewart, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, can't wait to hear that scratchy voice. Uh, fingernails on a blackboard with Rod, my Rod man. Yeah, Big Roddy. Hey, who? Who's on guitar? I have no idea. Ron Wood. Rod Wood, Ronnie, the Ronster, the Woodman, Rudderoni, the Ron Boy, <laughs> Ronamundo. That's good playing there. Good playing. Oh, 
on this day. And uh, by the way, Flounder, <laughs> uh, this is fairly amusing. No, I, I, where's my froggy? Oh, there it is. Um, Flounder, no, okay. Uh, I'm going to hold it up for our YouTube audience. Flounder, uh, I do my own history and birthday list at home, and Flounder does one, that, which is extremely helpful, and I, I rely on every day. And he's our musical director, so he, he has a, like a, hit, a list of, uh, of musical things, birthdays and things that happen to musicians, stuff like that, including one we're playing, and I'll explain for you in a moment. Uh, and normally he will highlight, because he doesn't, there's like 50 of them, but he only highlights eight or ten to go up for our bumpers. Mm. So he highlights with a magic marker the ones that I should, you know, that we're going to do. The problem is today he used a dark brown one, so I can't read the names. <laughs> I mean, I can't see the name. I, I, was running, I, I was running late this morning, so I did that on the computer versus using the actual highlighter. Are you colorblind? No. But, well, I can read them from here. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Luckily, you're not the Mi- one doing Mr. it. Mr. Lasik. Well, I've got, well, I have an issue. I've now I've got, that's the, I've, I did my ears today, and that cost me two hours and stuff, but the lady was great. I'll talk about that later. The high-tech business on these ear rockets, I'm telling you. It's a, uh, by the way, you know, the yesterday when they did this stupid phone thing uh, where Flounder and uh, uh, Steve uh, McFarland. Uh, Scott McFarland. Scott McFarland. <laughs> His brother Steve. He's only your boss. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let him come in here and see what else I do about it. Anyway, so, and he had to fix my stupid phone because they were doing that squeaky squeak thing, which uh, apparently they did, the, tick, the phone tick. company did on their own with these updates and stuff. Yeah. And when they did it, they also screwed up my ear rockets so they wouldn't work with hearing phone calls or, uh, or, or dividing the. I mean, every, it was unbelievable. So I had to go to the, for like two hours today with a computer thing with this very nice people at Hear USA. I will give them a they were wonderful people. Hear USA. A hearing aid place and a hearing place, and they took care of me, and they were wonderful. No charge, too, by the way. Right. Anyway, uh, 337. All right, now we're playing, we were playing Rod Stewart. <laughs> That's the song is over. <laughs> because he was, Rod Stewart got a million bucks when he performed at a billionaire's birthday bash. A million dollars. Stewart was booked to play a one hour gig to help Steve Schwartzman celebrate his 60th birthday held at New York's Park Avenue <laughs> Armory. Steve Schwartzman, a million bucks for an hour. Wow. Not too shabby, of course, when you're a billionaire. You know, what the hell? <sighs> Who would you have? Okay, you have 60 million in the bank. Who would you have perform for one hour at your birthday party? Uh, if I could decide what they had to wear, Ariana Grande. <clears throat> Flounder? <laughs> Who would you have? That's a good choice, by the way. Um, I would have, big name, I would take the Stones. Yeah, Stones. And then I was going to say I the do, Beach uh, Boys, but not now. I mean, not now. Yeah, but, not, but if the I had Stones a of, can still put on a good show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. Who else, well, Who would you have? Stones. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of, uh... uh you know who'd be fun to have? The Eagles. You know you'd have a fun time with? Ringo Starr and his all-star band with Joe Walsh. Those guys look like they yeah, have probably. a ball doing yeah, that. Yeah, probably so. Uh, our birthday list includes Prince Michael Jackson, Jr., 27 years old. And it says here, carelessly tattooed son of Michael Jackson and Debbie Rowe. Was he the one that, uh, that Michael Jackson dangled over the balcony? I think probably so. Probably so. Anyway, uh, Prince is uh, 27 today, the uh, Michael Prince. And our history list includes 1945. Britain said, how do you like it now, you kraut bastards? Hello, Dresden. Yes, British warplanes loaded with incendiaries and high-explosive bombs pummeled Dresden. (laughs) Check this out. With 1,478 tons of bombs. Okay, let me see. Not, Not pounds. 
tons. 1,478 tons. So multiply by 2,000, you get the total number of bombs. And and 1,180 tons of fire bombs. Yeah. Completely obliterating Dresden. It was gone and killed 130,000 civilians. That's for Coventry, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the bombing of Britain, my God. Which best-selling novel... Came out of that that was made into a movie. Oh, uh, the uh, the longest hour. No, no that's not it. Uh, he, no, I, I know I know what it is, and I can't think. You of have it. no clue. I have it no is. clue. The, the the Cliffs of Dover. It was some one of those British. Kurt Vonnegut's. Oh, Slaughterhouse, Slaughterhouse Five. Slaughterhouse Five. Because he was a POW there. I boy, I totally and survived forgot. it. I totally forgot all about that. Holy cow. That's, God, 1962 or something? No, probably? you just said it was 1945, Kimber. Oh, but I mean, but Slaughter... <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I mean the event, but I mean, but the Slaughter... He wrote the book in the uh, late 60s, early 70s, yeah, I'd like say. That. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was true. Anyway, uh, by the way, uh, 3.40, I promise we have a show for you here today. Uh, the 3 o'clock hour is brought to you by... Uh, they're probably going to want a refund. I apologize right now to the First Liberty Building in Lone Park. Well, you're not getting one. I'm not, just not getting a refund. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's no freaking cash, pal. You knew coming in. <laughs> yeah, read the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Read the back the of the ticket. The back of the ticket or <laughs> if you get hit by a foul yeah, ball. It ain't my fault. I was here, but I wasn't even there that weekend. <laughs> uh, sponsored by First Liberty Building and Loan. If you need financing to grow your business, visit it, visit firstlibertyga.com. So there you are. <laughs> I know they have a good sense of humor, don't I they? I hope so. Flounder, they have a good sense of humor. <laughs> Man blew my damn spot by plugging. There you go, 341. Okay. Um, oh, what was it going to? Oh, oh, uh, this is funny. This morning it figures uh, we're still. By the way, we have got a lot more to talk about about the well, Super Bowl, and we still don't know what Shrove means. Yeah, that's the other thing. Four zero four seven four one twelve thirty seven four one one two three zero. Now I found this hysterical. So I took some pictures off of my Facebook page. Okay, we're the Super Bowl. Uh, Pete mentioned yesterday it was on the highlights of the Holy Crap at Sports, which they play during the daytime here. Uh, Pete was talking about how Travis Kelsey was a punk and a bully and a, and a pug for attacking the coach on the sideline and kind of he didn't rough him up, but he, he was screaming at the coach and he shoved him. Basically, he could have knocked him over. I mean, it looked like he was stumbling for his balance. Uh, and so the, the, you saw the picture of Kelsey leaning, who's like six, seven, or whatever, leaning down and screaming. He's at lucky the, he didn't fall yeah, down. What so, a bad so, option. So the picture is of Kelsey screaming, leaning down and screaming, and kind of uh, uh, touching his coach like that. Okay, <laughs> check this out. There's a meme going around. (laughs) The meme going around is of the picture of Kelsey leaning down, screaming into the ear, but is screaming into the ear of a crying Taylor Swift. (laughs) Oh, boy. He lost a third of the Swifties when he did that. I guarantee you. The meme, it's a picture. In fact, I should put it on Facebook. (laughs) It was on my Facebook page. I should put it on our our commercial Facebook page. In fact, I will. There's three of them. Uh, There's that one where he's screaming, and, and it's Taylor Swift with a little ponytail with her hands over her eyes crying like he's screaming at her. That's what AI can do. You can That's say, right. I want this, That's and right. it'll do it and for you. Do it. And, and the second one uh, is, uh, it's kind of weird, it's a picture of uh, Kelsey, and it says, no team with a player dating Taylor Swift has ever lost a Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, well, well, we don't know that. And then the other one is uh, is the uh, the original picture of Kelsey screaming at the coach, 
But the caption of this one says, we got to win this game or Taylor's going to break up with me and write a song about it. <laughs> so, but that first one, man, I mean, it looks like he's screaming at Taylor Swift and she's crying and got her head down. And her, oh, my God. Wow. I mean, you know. Anyway, uh, I'll lie. Uh, 343. Holy cow. I, I, I'm just wasting all my stuff here. Uh, the Senate passed a stupid foreign aid bill this morning. Nothing about our border. But here's what kills me. And there's been a lot of complaints about it because the Republicans caved. There were uh, 22 Republicans voted to support this foreign aid bill. A little uh, breaking news here. Oh, can we, let's go. Can we go live to there? Flounder on Fox News. Uh, Fox the governor, News. Our governor speaking about the border crisis. Is he here in Georgia? And long He's before yeah. other people discovered it was an issue worth talking about. And that's why we've had continuous Georgia Guard presence on the border since 2019, the longest of any state. And it's why I was proud to stand alongside fellow governors not long ago in Eagle Pass, Texas, and reaffirm Georgia's commitment to help and secure our border when Joe Biden fails to act. To be clear, the crisis on the border is a national problem, and it demands a national solution. But if the Biden administration continues to fail the American people, then we have no choice, no choice but to step in. Therefore, I'm announcing today that in addition to the Georgia Guardsmen already stationed at the border, we will send reinforcements to Texas this spring who will assist with the construction of a forward command post on the border with Mexico. This group of well-trained soldiers will include those with engineering, mechanical, and general purpose skills. Their contributions will be outlined by the official request made by the Texas Guard to our own Guard and to Director Stallings at GEMA. So I want to again thank General Cardin and Director Stallings again for their leadership and their good work in helping us prepare for this deployment. Let's see if he's going to take any questions, maybe. It Let sounds me like close it's over. by saying that this is not a partisan issue. You heard the numbers for yourself. This is a public safety and a humanitarian crisis caused by Joe Biden's failure to act. The crisis is ruining lives, families, and whole communities overrun by the challenges it brings. Well, while Joe Biden may not be willing to act, we will. I'll now turn it over to one of our partners in this effort, uh, that's all right. Lieutenant Governor Burt. Okay, I not no uh, no offense to Lieutenant Governor's about to speak, right. but again, uh, but that was great timing. <laughs> Luckily, timing. He announced a new <laughs> oh, program. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, uh, so there you are, Governor, uh, talking about the border bill. Uh, uh, he's running for something. Well, he's uh, oh, he's he wants to run cabinet for position. Well, I think he's I should be a senator. I think I, he's, I think he's going to be a U.S. senator. I agree. I don't think he wants to go. I don't think he wants to go to Washington at all. I think he'd love to be a senator. Well, I got news for you. If he's a senator, he's going to have to go to Washington. Well, I know, but I mean, I don't think he wants to be linked. You know, yeah. with Trump. Yeah, but that's with true. Anybody. That's no, true. He doesn't want. Anybody. Yeah, he ain't getting a cabinet position. You're right. He yeah, he wants that, to be a senator. Uh, yeah, I think then that. Uh, Which is fine. You know, fine by make, me. Make Thank God. Him yeah, absolutely. Uh, Three forty-six. All right, well, we got oh, coming up a, a quick thing about the border bill, and wait to hear about the money. Uh, compared to uh, the Marine Corps budget. We'll talk about that very quickly. And also, Chuck Schumer, you're going to hear Chuck Schumer pretend everything's just fine about the emperor with no clothes. By the way, if you notice now, all of a sudden, all the people are now saying the emperor has no clothes after we did it two days ago or whatever. Anyway. Uh, oh, we did it months ago. I did, yeah, I did a long time ago. Um, and then uh, also the uh, uh, Michael Rappaport, an actor who says, wait a minute, you guys have been all wrong about the whole Trump thing on the uh, good people on both sides. John Stewart's back on the air. Talk about that, too. Anyway, coming up, 346, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder on you Tuesday. Look out.
was all Steve doing. <laughs> You're firing you. <laughs> yeah, let him try. <laughs> hey, he ain't gonna try. He'll either do it or not. <laughs> it's like Yoda says, there's, there's no try. 352, how's it going? It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete Davison, Flounder, and Led Zeppelin. Uh, this day in 2004, the Ledster was awarded a Lifetime Achievement Award. They were the band there. At the uh, that year's Grammys in 2004, Lifetime Achievement, Jimmy Page, John Paul Jones and Jason Bonham all uh, ja Jason Bonham all attended. Yep. Robert Plant did not, since he was working on a new album and a new and a, a tour. Now we have a little more also on our history list today. Is a little something about uh, Led Zeppelin on the same day in 1972. Led Zeppelin was forced to cancel their Singapore concert when officials would not let them off the plane in 1972 because Led Zeppelin had their hair too long. <laughs> and they would not let them get off the plane in Singapore with their long hair. <laughs> My God, how times have changed. 1972. And Singapore, of course, they remember they whipped that kid, they uh, caned that kid who was spitting on cars and stuff. American. Uh, Amer uh, what was it? Yeah, the American boy. Uh, God, I almost had his name here, too. I was going to be pretty proud of that, by the way. But Faye, Timothy Faye. Somebody Faye. Somebody Faye. F-A-Y-E. Hmm. Uh, and he was uh, he was uh, abusing cars on the street. You get spin. weeks of shows out of that, too, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And our birthday list includes uh, the hideous Danang Dick. Little scuzzbag, uh, 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 Danang Dick Blumenthal uh, from uh, Connecticut, 78 years old, who, uh, who claimed uh, famously many years ago that he, you know, Vietnam veteran, uh, uh, Dick yeah. uh, Blumenthal, Vietnam veteran. Then it turns out he was a Vietnam era veteran, which is fine. Yeah. You know, if you're in, if you served and you were during the era, during the time of Vietnam, fine. Say, and nobody cared. I mean, it's not fine for you. But he was trying to claim war credit as though he was actually in Vietnam. And for the people who were in Vietnam, this is fairly offensive. And then the problem is he got caught, so he apologized. And then he got caught sometime later doing it again for an audience he thought would had not heard about. Anyway, I, scumbag Danang Dick Blumenthal, 78 years old. You have a phone call. All right, sir. And I think he said Larry from Alabama, but it's a... Lori. 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 That's our friend Lori. We know okay. Lori from Alabama. Okay. Hey, ba hey, baby, how you doing? Welcome aboard, Hi. Lori. What's up, sweetie? How are y'all, guys? You were I doing I just wanted to wish you a happy Valentine's. Well, aren't you and sweet? And also to let you know how yeah. sweet yeah. my man is. Yeah. Well, how sweet is your man, Lori? He Talk about me. We've been... We've been married 47 years this year. Yeah. Been dating a long time before that. Yeah. Um, he brought me roses yesterday. Yeah. Already. Nice. Yeah. What color? What color rose? Well, no, wait a minute now. What, all, what color roses? Red, pink, and white. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yes, very nice. I'm fixing him a homemade strawberry cake oh, for Valentine's. And I got him chocolate. Uh oh, oh wow. Now, uh, I'll cook a dinner for it. Oh, my. Now, by the way, for the record, not that this is important or anything, and it may not make any sense at all, but my favorite roses that I uh, <laughs> were the uh, purple or violet colored ones. Yes, my daughter likes those. I, 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 really, 
I don't care. I love all of them. Yeah, like but for some, no, for some reason, I think they smelled better. I, I, and they're probably. Oh, they, I, before, I'm telling you, my kitchen was aroma when I came yeah, in today yeah. from them being in last night. Yeah. I was like, wow. Now, does your, does your, yeah, yes, ma'am, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say or ask you, and now does he still uh, 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 kiss you in the morning and uh, tell you I love you at night and give you kisses and uh, call you during the day and stuff and whatever, or you know, is he still kind of your loving man or what? <laughs> oh yes, we have our mm-hmm, every just about every morning, oh, and God. he sends me emojis during the day. Aww. Oh, he's very romantic. Oh, I'm the opposite. See. He stays on my toes. So well, there you see. I I think that's wonderful. I think that's absolutely yes. wonderful. And I think, think that's the secret. And I, I think a lot about what you say about Travis Kelsey. I really don't care, but he that is so sweet because that's my husband. He holds my hand. He grabs me in front to let me know he's protect. You know, even yeah. though I'm I'm strong-willed, yeah. but he's still the man. He's still the man, yeah. And that's okay, that's by the way. That's not offensive. You know, because a woman— I'm in it, your era. Yeah, yeah. A, I'm that old. Yeah, so well— that's, I love that. But even so, I mean, it just it seems so silly to me that I can't imagine that, that a 23 20- Five-year-old girl or woman, girl uh, on, on a date. A uh, yeah, they wouldn't. Well, how could they possibly be it's offended sad. knowing that the guy they're with is willing to protect them and he's willing to do it's something sad. to make sure they're that's safe? They who, who could be offended by that? Know that? You know, it's sad. They don't. My daughter, she's very independent, and they never did the. It was meet me, go wow. out. And, uh, they never had what we had, yeah. and they'll never know it. I know it's a. It's such a shame. Honestly, I. Oh, uh, in fact, I'm going to talk. I want. I made the mistake of tuning in to The Bachelor last night. Uh, oh, God. So <laughs> oh, man. So I tuned in for like three minutes and couldn't stand it. it. And then I tuned no. back in a little later and I again couldn't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> what flounder? We're trying to talk to Lori. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Anyway, I want to also say to your own, to the guy that owns the built the place. Yes, ma'am. He's a, I'm so proud of him, but he needs to step up because I've been listening to y'all a long time, and it's so good when Pete is in the office, in there with you. It's so different. That's right. That's than right. Him in the mountains. That's right. He is. Oh. I mean, even though we love it, it don't matter. But he's got to know. Dickie's got to know. This has got to be stepped up. That's and right. Pete Ain't nothing today. gonna. Happen well, we're on working that. on something. Hey. I, I hope. <laughs> well, you just upset me. Well, anyway, well, listen. You have a great Valentine's Day happy and Valentine's and, uh, and a big hug for your special guy. And I'm real happy for you, sweetie. And you call in. Anytime, Thank Lori. You, it's Mark. great to talk Hoorah. to you. All right, doll. Thank you. Set for five, three fifty. Let's just say that they have stepped up and they've done everything they can do oh, to make been this wonderful sound as well in every as way, in so, a totally wonderful way. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. It is true. True. <laughs> they've gone beyond what what can be done. So well, she okay. This is not a thing. Okay, uh, three fifty eight. Uh, Kipper feet and flounder. That stupid Senate bill passed this morning included. Uh, uh, $60 billion for Ukraine. In this one bill, they've already paid. Let me get this straight here. Uh, the bill gives a finger to uh, American taxpayers. They've already paid. Uh, God, where's that? Oh, they've already. America's already paid $100 billion to Ukraine. Okay. $100 billion to Ukraine. This bill this morning gives them another $60 billion. That's $160 billion to protect Ukraine. The United States Marine Corps entire yearly budget is fifty million. That's that that's like what, a third? Mm-hmm. Less than a third 
for the entire Marine Corps is what's been given to Ukraine, including more than the Marine Corps budget, in this one bill alone. Flipping the bird to America. 3.50, almost 4 o'clock. Give her Pete and Flounder right here. Look out. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family-owned and operated business. Hi, I'm Stacy Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. Fifty years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family-owned and operated and where you can always expect the best. Country singer right here, Waylon Jennings. Two thousand two American country singer songwriter Waylon Jennings died in his sleep after a lengthy fight with diabetes. Waylon Jennings was the bass player for Buddy Holly after a breakup with the Crickets. He released a series of duet albums with Willie Nelson in the 1970s. Uh, listen to my mama, Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Went and had a duet with him. That was one of the great songs. Lukenbach, Texas. Lukenbach, Texas, another one. In fact, by God, the next time I bring my magic music great stick, song. I'll get both of those two both on. Those were really good songs. Uh, let's see. Released a duet in the 70s. Scored the 1980 American number 21 single theme from the Dukes of Hazard. That was known. And the narrator for the TV series uh, Member of the Highwaymen with Willie Nelson. And Johnny Cash. And Johnny and Chris Cash and Chris Christofferson. Yep, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's like the their Dukes version. The country version of Traveling Wilburys right. is what that was. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Before. Absolutely. Uh, Waylon Jennings died too young. Diabetes. In fact, uh, my uh, when I came back from the Marines... I went to, I was, uh, the only place that let me into school, as I mentioned, is Arizona State, and I was working as a country disc jockey, and my boss was, uh, the general manager of the station, was also managing uh, some acts, 
And he said that he said if he could beat up Waylon Jennings, he would have been his manager. He just couldn't. Yeah, you, you, he needed a tough guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a tough guy. He was he was very strong-willed. Anyway, he passed away on this day in 2002. Uh, diabetes. Our, our birthday list includes that naughty little Mina Savari. She's 45. Uh, she Damn. was particularly naughty back when she was in the movie American Beauty. Uh, she was the, um, the, uh, uh, the daughter of the star's friend, and they were both teenagers. And uh, uh, Kevin Spacey was the husband in the thing in the movie American Beauty, uh, married to the girl from uh, the, uh, the president uh, movie. Uh, uh, and, oh, Warren uh, Beatty's wife. Warren Beatty's wife, yeah, whoever yeah, that was. I can't remember her name. Oh, it's good. I give won't come out. Anyway, in that movie, uh, and Kevin Spacey was about to have an affair with, because she was flirting with him. Mina Savari, as a teenager, uh, and the uh, daughter's friend was flirting with him like crazy. So he was take her up on it, and he was. They were making out, and they were together, and he was ready to, uh, you know, cement the deal. And she said something like, "I'm a virgin." American Beauty. American Beauty, yeah. But but it was Annette uh, Benning. Annette Benning. That's the that's the girl's name. Um, and uh, and um, and Mina said, uh, "I'm a virgin," and he didn't do anything, which I thought was. For him, I never, I couldn't get through that movie. It was a weird movie. I, I didn't, I really I t- didn't like it. I, I was. I told you about when I tried to watch it. We were flying to Tokyo with the Falcons, 13-hour oh, flight, yeah. and they throw this sucker on right as we get on board. Yeah. We're up in the air. First scene is Kevin Spacey in a shower, p- pleasuring himself, yeah, yeah. and everybody's like, "What the blank is that?" They they took it off. Yeah, but the only th- the only memorable part, other than her being you know with flowers or rosebuds all over her naked body yeah, in that movie, right, so. uh, was when he uh, when, when uh, Annette Bening comes home and they're playing bad in the bone. She walks in and she says, "Whose car is that in the driveway?" Da da da. Da, 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 da. It's mine. It's a 1969 Trans Am. I've a car I've always wanted. I rock or I rule. That's what it was. I rule. <laughs> it's mine. And he went out and bought himself an old. Okay. Uh, anyway, God, I don't know why I'm cabrocalating on this. Uh, oh, that's enough. And we got a new meme. Uh, a, new, a new meme. All right. Travis Kelsey yeah. uh, yelling at uh, Taylor. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is what he's saying to her. Now make oh, now make me a sandwich. <laughs> After it's the picture of him yelling at the coach and they're putting Taylor Swift in there crying. You know. Make me a plate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did a whole show on making a plate. Well, Shannon with, with, Burke with talking Shannon about Shannon and Kara, uh, the late lovely little sweet girl Kara. God, do I miss you, her? That's what that's a, a keeper. Plug. When a woman goes without even asking, goes and yeah. makes you a plate at yeah. the barbecue or your family get yeah. together. But it's but even if she says, uh, yeah, I'm gonna make you a plate or something that's uh, okay yeah. i'll be with you now there's something about it yeah that's right it's cool <laughs> she's you taking, ain't making a plate he's my man she's taking care of you she's uh, she's offering to be part of your you know and she's showing your family and, right. and, and friends that that's right you're she's you're, you're a link you have a link woman. you have yeah. a link and, and it's uh, important enough where she wants to do something to make you happy little things man little things unless you get the passive aggressive kind well, when you give them the roses the color of a bruise, what do you think is going to happen? Well, no, but unfortunately, <laughs> if you only give them maybe one dozen, and she'll say, well, you know, five years ago you gave me two dozen. Oh, well, my darling, that was only because now the rose of your love is, is so cemented in my brain that I was, I was going to spend all the extra time buying the extra roses to make you happy with anything I can do for you. Or, you know, there's a, you have to have some kind of a, a thing right at the tip of your tongue when she points out that she's disappointed. Well, in how, how stupid are and, you how to you, buy two dozen? Uh, well, it's and then but try you know, and get by with one. Yeah, I know. Last year you let me five notes instead of four. Oh, oh God, man. Jesus. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's no winning. There's no winning. 21 years.
No, I don't have to worry about that for 21 years now. (laughs) Kim Peterson, Mark safe for another Valentine's Day. I made it for 22. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's getting squat. Although I will send a picture of my daughters and my favorite ex-wife, the one who loved me, uh, and my granddaughter, Molly, the four girls in my life that I with the four women I say I love you to. Uh, And uh, and I'll I'll send them a little uh, picture. Just four? Just four. I thought you had a new love in your life. Well, my car, yeah. Christine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that she she calls me baby, calls me baby every night and every morning, and it, it, that's all I need. You know? Oh, and by the way, there was a great meme going around um, of a picture of a guy and a girl in a car, just a close up of them in the front seat. It's a bench seat. It's like an old '57 uh, Ford mm-hmm. or something car, and it's a bench seat. And she's sitting right next to him, and he's got his hand on her leg. And it says, bring back the bench seats. <laughs> and I totally, not that it would do me any good, but I totally agree. And again, that was one of my bucket list things that I'll never accomplish was having a girlfriend like the old hoods did. The, 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 you know, the tough guys in town with the tough cars and everything, their girlfriends would be swarmed all, would be linked all over them, swamped all over them, sitting next to them on the bench seats, and he'd have his hand on their leg, and then she'd have her arm around his neck. And, oh, God, I thought that was so freaking cool. And uh, now you, there's no more bench seats. I know. It'll bench never... seats, dangerous but fun. Yeah. Oh, I slid across. I, I, and by, by the way, I drove before there were, there were seat belts. There were no seat belts in cars in the 50s. And I remember this. If you, you know, swerved and miss a dog and you, you know, hit the wheel real hard, you're sliding the other yeah. side of the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, more than once, so you go off the road because you're, you're off, away but, from the wheel. But once you parked, it made oh, yeah. everything oh, my God. so much well, easier. Well, there you are. <laughs> Four ten. Flounder, um, did you ever have uh, sex in a car? Well, I don't yes. think he wants to answer that. Okay. <laughs> did you have sex in a car with the, the what, bench these, seats? Bench seats. You probably never even no, seen a car. Because my seats. first car was a '78 Cutlass Supreme. Ah, uh, with the bucket so, seats. So I had bucket. I had. Yeah. Uh, no, that was I had a sweet one, car. Both. Yeah. Uh, both the back and the front were one one seat. Wow, even the back. Like, a, like if I had to move. Oh, I know what you're talking. Yeah, I know what you mean. Ah. Yeah, cool. I had a Cutlass in, uh, I don't know, 65 or 66. 78 Olds Cutlass? Yeah. It had Good a, man. Uh, it was a baby blue with a white cream top and uh, white walls. <laughs> I had a baby blue 67 Olds Delta 88. Well, I, was, I, I, I miss white sidewalls. I mean, the big, big fat I couldn't afford them. Spinners. You know, <laughs> I had retreads, man. I couldn't afford them. Oh, I remember retreads. You can't get retreads. Oh, no, you no, no safety issue. Right? I never would let that. But again, for a year, we all drove retreads. They were $10 instead of 70 or back yeah. in the 1975 or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, God. Uh, 411. Let's do a little uh, soundbite here of uh, the suspected child molester uh, uh, Chuck Schumer, leader of the Senate. Uh, told reporters this morning, he said, boy, that our president, he's sharp as a wh- as sharp as a tack. He's just as smart as he could be. Chuck Schumer, ladies and gentlemen. I talk to President Biden, you know, regularly, off sometimes several yeah. times in a week or usually several times in a week. Yeah, His mental acuity is great. Acuity. It's fine. It's, it's as good as it's been over the years. I've been yes. speaking to him for 30 years since yeah. we worked on the Brady Bill and I the assault weapons ban yeah, when I was yeah. a... Young congressman. Young congressman. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, um, he's not. And um, he's, yeah. he's, he's fine. All yeah, this right-wing, right-wing propaganda, propaganda that his mental acuity has declined is, is wrong. wrong. Yeah. He's going to win the election because he has a great record, <laughs> because um, more and more Americans are seeing that record. Uh, breaking news. 
Uh, the White House has confirmed that Biden will not take a cognitive test as part of his upcoming physical exam. He will be the first U.S. president in history to refuse a cognitive test. Bingo, it's over. I mean, how, how are they going to get out of this? Yeah, how can he refuse? How, okay, 404 741-1230, Justin, the president of the United States refuses the first time in history that a president refuses to take a cognitive test as part of his yearly physical to prove to the American people he's capable of leading the country. And the citizens won't take it. What more do you need? When we come back from break, uh, Swatoon wants to weigh in. Outstanding. Also, I've, I've been thinking about this again. Um, if Mich- if they get Michelle Obama to run, she'll win. I don't think so. I'm, I'm afraid of one thing, and that's What can turnout. she run on? Doesn't matter. Well, look at her. It doesn't matter. If she runs, every 18-year-old girl in America and every hippie and freak is going to come out of the woodwork and vote for her just to get Donald Trump. It have nothing to do with her. They don't want Donald Trump. I mean, every 18-year-old that's never even thought about voting is going to vote for Michelle Obama. Because of white guilt. All the reasons. I mean, my God. She's going to run on the bull moose She'll party. Run. She could do anything. She could run just because I said so. She looks like a bull moose. Yeah, she is a bull. She could say I'm running on the I said so party because <laughs> I feel like it party. Shaking my head party. Oh, my God. Uh-huh party. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh party. family guy. <laughs> 414. <laughs> Don't forget the taint uh, with the Kimber Pete and Flounders. Never do. Tuesday or something. <laughs> Look out. Hey, look out now. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete and Flounder 419, almost 420. I call drinking. And our uh, Ian Brown here with the, uh, let's see, police at Manchester Airport on this day and night. I can't read that over the phone. <laughs> uh, uh, 1998, Ian Brown uh, was uh, met with police at Manchester Airport security, arresting the Stone Roses singer, Ian Brown, after an incident during a flight from Paris. Brown was found guilty of the same year and jailed for four months. British Airways banned him from flying the airline. Uh, come fly with me, except uh, Ian Brown from Stone Roses. I don't know what he did. He obviously caused a problem. Uh, birthday list includes uh, Stockard Channing, the first lady on West Wing, Rizzo in Greece. I never, I don't, I just, she annoyed me for some. She's a wonderful actress, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, Stockard Channing is 80. Uh, but I hate I I hated it. I looked at her and she just annoyed me. I don't I I don't know why and it's not fair. I'm sure, but I, I couldn't stand to watch her. Couldn't look at her. They tried to make her the next Mary Tyler Moore. They gave yeah, her her own never, show and everything, and it didn't no, take. It didn't it's work. like Sandy Duncan. It just didn't She's take off. T- she was too aggressive and abrasive. She's too abrasive. I think as a general. For, a that may not, yeah, yeah. And it may have been just uh, now. I don't think it was the roles. I think her natural. I think it came out that that's her natural personality. I'm I'm guessing. I don't know, and I'm just saying. All right, let's see. Uh, history, history. What the hell did I pick out for history? I can't find it now. I almost had it. I'll get it. Oh, here we go. Right, how about this? Oh, I can imagine being this guy. In uh, 1633, 1633, Galileo Galilei arrived in Rome, not as a hero, but to face trial for the Inquisition. Can you imagine... 
Galileo, Galileo. He said, uh, guys, I'm just pointing out the star, you know, the stars and the moon, the sun, the whole thing up there. You know, we're trying to learn about, you know, you really don't need to set me on fire here and put me in oil, guys, if you don't mind. I don't know. You know what he said when he got there? What did he say when he got there? Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition, <laughs> even though it was in Italy. Can you imagine? 1633. Hey, he spent the rest of his God. life in, in uh, basically in a room. In a, yeah. They Waiting. locked him up in a room. Yeah. The Catholic Church did it. That's right. Because he pointed out that the stars were, you know, yeah, we revolving didn't... Revolving around uh, not the Pope. That we, not, not around, yeah, <laughs> us. <Yes>, exactly. <laughs> or was it Copernicus? Which one said it first? <laughs> that uh, we revolve around the sun, not us around... Uh, you know, I don't. Now I can't remember. I uh, forget. I don't remember. I can't remember. We'll find out. Four twenty-two. Somebody. Will, oh, we got two phone calls by the way. Swat two. Uh, and, and I think uh, you say Charlie. I forgot. We'll get to both of them. Uh, first of all, are they a four o'clock hour? Is four twenty-two? Brought to you by our good friends at Atlanta Safe House. Man, where I bought two safes from Atlanta Safe House. You need a safe. You may not know it. Please put your social security card in your safe, not in your wallet. Learn more. They have a showroom in Ackworth, by the way. Learn more at Atlanta Safe House. Dot com, uh, which is very cool. Uh, 422, uh, 423, 404-741-1230. To the phones. Swat to him. You're on the radio, man. What do you think? Hey, How about the Biden? I have, I have, hey, come here. I have, talk about Biden, about being married. <laughs> about Biden, we are actually not voting for him. We are voting for his delegates. Yeah. And in order to switch him up for somebody else, all those delegates has to choose between uh, his uh, vice president or whoever the other person is. Uh, that's might create chaos. Well, I think, but I, if I'm not mistaken, though, I think the de- the Republican Party has a rule whereby if you're if you're uh, announced as a delegate to a candidate, you are forced in the first ballot only to vote for that candidate. But the Democrats, I believe, d- are never uh, required, even though they're uh, they're, uh, they're a delegate's delegate, they are not required to vote that way even on the first round. So they, anything could happen. And I, I, honestly, I, I don't know why they aren't just, you know, they don't want to put Carmela in there, the vice president's side piece. So I don't know why they just don't have him say, I'm not running again and make it an open primary for all the Democrats to get together. I know. And the second thing about being married yeah. and the stuff. Yesterday I came home and my wife was extremely sick. She was laying in bed and she couldn't even move. Oh, no, I'm sorry. House. I, I, yeah. yeah. So as a good husband, I did what every husband would do. I just went to had the bar. To carry her to ki- no, I had to carry her to the kitchen so she can make us di- dinner. <laughs> <night, you know. laughs> I'll help you, honey. <laughs> You're lean on me, baby. I'll make you a stool to sit on. It's a kitchen sink. <laughs> Thanks, Watum. Uh, 424. Uh, here's, is that Charlie? Did I get that Charlie. right? Charlie. Charlie, you're on the radio, man. How's it going? What's up? Hey, what's going on? Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I wanted to tell you that, that I can't remember that guy that got whipped in Singapore, but I was Yeah, David, somebody Faye. So, uh, somebody Faye, F-A-Y-E, I believe. I think it was Travis, maybe. No, no, Travis. I don't know. I'll, I'll think anyway, of it. We were there. My ship pulled in there uh, right after he got his licks, and Clinton had no right to step in and try to get him out of that. Michael Fay. I thank you, Flounder. Michael Fay. I, I know it was a Fay. Yes, sir. Michael Fay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And uh, they got him down to three licks, and we pulled in and. Not to discount the Marine Corps, but we left the Marine there because he stole the car. Oh, boy. Stole the car. 
Never heard from him again. Don't know why I'm doing to this day. Well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> He's probably still there. <laughs> they arrest you for bubble gum there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, they probably got yeah. life <laughs> for stealing a car. <laughs> <laughs> that's not smart. <laughs> well, he just wanted to kill to kill for his country. He didn't know about you know. He's not you know maybe you know maybe I'd be well educated. He just wanted to kill for his country. Get the dress blues. So you know that's why he joined the Marines. <laughs> he needed a car. It was there. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Charlie. Four twenty six again. Uh, the president. Uh, President Stupid Face will not take a cognitive test, even though they had the highlight of the report saying he's, you know, senile, basically. And so the president proves every day, according to spokespeople, uh, he makes difficult decisions, da-da-da. She's quoting people. That's how the doctor sees it. I'm going to leave it. Uh, the 81-year-old is still sharp. When we have meetings with him and his staff, he's constantly pushing us, trying to get more information so that it's been my experience with this president, says Jean-Pierre, the podium princess, Sir yeah, more information. Yeah. Like, what day is it? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, why am I here? Yeah, and, he wants some information. Now, what do you mean by this? Or what, what am I reading? When do we eat? Yeah. God, where's my nap time? My jello. <laughs> where's, my, where's my froggy? Yeah, what, what time's Wapner around tonight? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, honest to God. I'm an excellent and president. And he's just, he's just, he's not going to take the test. How can he refuse to take a cognitive test when the what whole do world... Yeah. Well, what are they going to do about it? Keep again, talking about it. Again, and he's never going to be called on it because some reporter's going to call on it and say, oh, well, it's just a political thing and I'm president and, you know, I can prove that I've done the job and there's no... I mean, he's going to just deny there's a reason to take it. You know, everything's fine. I've, I brought the economy back. Look what I've done. I've got brought world peace. I'm helping the uh, Israelis, and well, I've, I've brought the economy back. Unlike Donald Trump, and I've also tried to close the border if those damn Republicans would let me. I just need to keep going with my plan, ladies and gentlemen. Well, here's how you answer back if you're the Republicans. You say, I thought you were the guy that was going to normalize things again and bring yeah. everything back the way it was, yeah, the way it used to work. Too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you do what every other president has done then? Right, yeah. How come you're the first one? Well, I'm sure so I'm sure there was a beginning of this. I don't think Lincoln well, took a have cognitive a test. Yeah. test. John Adams, I don't think, had a test of cognitive ability. Uh, but, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, well, here we are. Again, they're not going to—it doesn't mean a damn thing. They're hiding thing. him. It doesn't mean a damn thing. It's, on, yeah, it's the basement time again. Exactly the basement time again. Although this time, I don't think the media is going to let him get away with it. No. Uh, because after what they did the last time, after the report came out, and he tried, had the news conference that night. So this uh, this may be different, but we'll, I don't know when that. Of course, well, he, he, oh, oh, remember, uh, I think I mentioned yesterday. If I didn't, I should have. Uh, Puttitat, Barack Hussein Puttitat did more than four hundred interviews by this point in his administration, the first administration, Don, more than four hundred interviews. Donald Trump did more than three hundred interviews at this point in his administration. So far in his administration, Biden has done eighty-four, four hundred plus, three hundred plus. 84 for the entire time. Uh, there, well, that, that's, it's working again. They're going to do it again. It's the basement plan. It worked last time. Uh, Bill Maher is uh, one of the guys who's uh, making news again because he's trying to call out the Democrats saying you people are freaking nuts. And here we go. Uh, he talked just the other day. Here's Bill Maher saying, liberals, you better get your stuff together. I don't know how this art form has survived up until now. I mean, I understand why I'm on. Because I'm on yep. HBO, it's an hour without commercials, and, I mean, <laughs> sorry, it's just a lot more entertaining, it's a lot more edgy, it's a lot more unpredictable, It's and it's true talk. People develop a relationship they want to hear Colbert's take about the day, 
They want to see... Uh, it's Jimmy. not a take. Those guys don't have takes. I have takes. What they, what they do, I have a take on things. What they do is say exactly what a liberal audience wants them to say about that. That's not a take. Unless, I mean, I'm not saying it's not sincere. I guess it is on their part. But even if it wasn't, that's what they would do. There's never a moment where you don't know exactly, oh, this is the correct point of view on that. Okie dokie, coming back, I'll uh, explain how he is upset with the liberals who are still here when they said they weren't going to be. And uh, the latest take by Bill Maher, also the uh, actor who's been blasted because he's a liberal and saying, wait a minute, you folks have got this wrong about Trump. That's not going over too well. And John Stewart's back on the air again. All right, 4.30, Kimber Pete and Flounder right here. Country singer right here, Waylon Jennings. Two thousand two American country singer songwriter Waylon Jennings died in his sleep after a lengthy fight with diabetes. Waylon Jennings was the bass player for Buddy Holly after a breakup with the Crickets. He released a series of duet albums with Willie Nelson in the 1970s. Uh, listen to my mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Mm-hmm. Went and had a duet with him. That was one of the great songs. Looking Back, Texas. Looking Back, Texas, another one. In fact, by God, the next time I bring my magic music it's a great stick, song. I'll get both of those two both on. Those were really good songs. Uh, let's see. He released a duet in the 70s, scored the 1980 American number 21 single theme from the Dukes of Hazard. That was known. And the narrator for the TV series uh, Member of the Highwaymen with Willie Nelson. And Johnny Cash. And Johnny and Chris Cash Christopherson. and Chris Christopherson. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> that's like the their Dukes version. Yeah. The country version of Traveling Wilburys right. is what that was. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. Before. Absolutely. Uh, Waylon Jennings died too young. Diabetes. In fact, uh, my uh, when I came back from the Marines... I went to, I was, uh, the only place that led me into school, as I mentioned, is Arizona State, and I was working as a country disc jockey, and my boss was, uh, the general manager of the station, was also managing uh, some acts, and he said that he said if he could beat up Waylon Jennings, he would have been his manager. He just couldn't, yeah, you, he needed a tough guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a tough guy. He was, he was very strong-willed. Anyway, he passed away on this day in 2002, uh, diabetes. Our, our birthday list includes that naughty little Mina Savari. She's 45. Uh, she was particularly naughty back when she was in the movie American Beauty. Uh, she was the, uh, the, uh, uh, the daughter of the star's friend, and they were both teenagers. And uh, uh, Kevin Spacey was the husband in the thing in the movie American Beauty, uh, married to the girl from uh, the, uh, the president uh, movie. Uh, uh, and, oh, uh, Warren uh, Beatty's wife. Warren Beatty's wife, yeah, whoever yeah, that was. I can't remember her name. Oh, it's good. I give will come out. Anyway, in that movie, uh, and Kevin Spacey was about to have an affair with, because she was flirting with him. Mina Savari, as a teenager, uh, and the uh, daughter's friend, was flirting with him like crazy. So he was take her up on it. And he was they were making out, and they were together, and he was ready to, uh, you know, cement the deal. And she said something like, I'm a virgin. American Beauty. American Beauty, yeah. But, but it was, Annette uh, Benning. Annette Benning, that's the, that's the girl's name. Um, and, uh, and, um, and Mina said, uh, I'm a virgin, and he didn't do anything, which I thought was... 
for him. I, never, I can't get through that movie. It was a weird movie. I, I didn't. I really I, didn't like it. I, I, it was. I told you about when I tried to watch it. We were flying to Tokyo with the Falcons, 13-hour oh. flight, yeah. and they throw this sucker on right as we get on board. Yeah. We're up in the air. First scene is Kevin Spacey in a shower, pleasuring himself. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's like, what the blank is that? They, they took it off. Yeah. The only th- the only memorable part, other than her being you know with flowers or rosebuds all over her naked body yeah, in that movie, uh, was when he uh, when, when uh, Annette Bening comes home and they're playing Bad to the Bone. She walks in and she says, "Whose car is that in the driveway?" Da 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 da. It's mine. It's a 1969 Trans Am. A car I've always wanted. I rock or I rule. That's what it was. I rule. <laughs> it's mine. And he went out and bought himself an old. Okay. Uh, anyway. God, I don't know why I'm congratulating on this. Uh, oh, that's enough. And we got a new meme. Uh, a, new, a new meme, all right. Travis Kelsey yeah. uh, yelling at uh, Taylor. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is what he's saying to her. Now make, oh, now make me a sandwich. <laughs> After It's the picture of him yelling at the coach and they're putting Taylor Swift in there, crying. You know. Make me a plate. Yeah. <laughs> we did a whole show on making a plate. With Shannon with, with, Burke with talking Shannon about it. Shannon and Kara. Yeah, and Kara. The late, lovely, little, sweet girl, Kara. God, do I miss you, her. That's, that's a, a keeper. Plug. When a woman goes, without even asking, goes and yeah. makes you a plate at yeah. the barbecue or your family get yeah. together. But, it's, but even if she says, uh, yeah, I'm going to make you a plate or something that's uh, okay yeah. i'll be with you now there's something about it yeah that's right it's cool <laughs> she's taking, you ain't making a plate he's my man she's taking care of you she's uh, she's offering to be part of your you know and happiness. she's showing your family and, right. and friends that that's right you're she's, you're, you're a link you have a link woman. you have yeah. a link and, and it's uh, important enough where she wants to do something to make you happy little things man little things unless you get the passive aggressive kind well, when you give them the roses, the color of a bruise, what do you think is going to happen? Well, no, but unfortunately, if you only give them maybe one dozen, and she'll say, well, you know, five years ago, you gave me two dozen. Oh, well, my darling, that was only because now the rose of your love is, is so cemented in my brain that I was, was going to spend all the extra time buying the extra roses to make you happy with anything I can do for you. Or, you know, there's a, you have to have some kind of a, a thing right at the tip of your tongue when she points out that she's disappointed. Well, how, how stupid are you how to you, buy two dozen? Uh, well, it's and, but try you know, and get by with one. Yeah, I know. Last year you let me five notes instead of four. Oh, I God, know. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> There's no winning. There's no winning. 21 years. No, I don't have to worry about that for 21 years now. (laughs) Kim Peterson, marked safe for another Valentine's Day. I made it for 22. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's getting squat. Although I will send a picture of my daughters and my favorite ex-wife, the one who loved me, uh, and my granddaughter, Molly, the four girls in my life, that with the four women I say I love you to. And uh, and I'll I'll send them a little uh, picture. Just four? Just four. I thought you had a new love in your life. Well, my car, yeah. Christine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that she she calls me baby, calls me baby every night and every morning, and it, it, that's all I need. You know? Oh, and by the way, there was a great meme going around um, of a picture of a guy and a girl in a car, just a close up of them in the front seat. It's a bench seat. It's like an old '57 uh, Ford mm-hmm. or something car, and it's a bench seat. And she's sitting right next to him, and he's got his hand on her leg. 
and it says, bring back the bench seats. <laughs> and I totally, not that it would do me any good, but I totally agree. And again, that was one of my bucket list things that I'll never accomplish was having a girlfriend like the old hoods did. The, 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 you know, the tough guys in town with the tough cars and everything, their girlfriends would be swarmed all, would be linked all over them, swamped all over them, sitting next to them on the bench seats, and he'd have his hand on their leg, and then she'd have her arm around his neck. And, oh, God, I thought that was so freaking cool. And uh, now you, there's no more bench seats. I know. It'll bench never... seats, dangerous but fun. Yeah. Oh, I slid across. I, I, and by, by the way, I drove before there were, there were seat belts. There were no seat belts in cars in the 50s. And I remember this. If you, you know, swerved and miss a dog and you, you know, hit the wheel real hard, you're sliding the other yeah. side of the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, more than once, you go off the road because you're, you're off, away but, from the wheel. But once you parked, it made oh, yeah. everything oh, my God. so much well, easier. Well, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ted. Flounder, um, did you ever have uh, sex in a car? Well, I don't yes. think he wants to answer that. Okay. <laughs> did you have sex in a car with uh, the what, bench these seats? Bench seats? You probably never even no, seen a car. Because my seats. first car was a '78 Cutlass Supreme. Ah, uh, with well, bucket so, seats. So I had bucket. I had. Yeah. Uh, that was I had a sweet one, car. Both. Yeah. Uh, both the back and the front were one one seat. Wow, even the back. Like, it, like if I had to move. Oh, I know what you're talking. Yeah, I know what you mean. Ah. Yeah, cool. I had a Cutlass in uh, I don't know, sixty five or sixty six. Seventy eight olds Cutlass. Yeah, it had good a, man. Uh, it was a baby blue with a white cream top and uh, white walls. <laughs> I had a baby blue sixty seven olds Delta eighty eight. Well, I, was, I, I, I miss wide sidewalls. I mean, the big, big fat I couldn't afford them. Spinners. You <laughs> I know? had retreads, man. <laughs> I couldn't afford them. Oh, I remember retreads. You can't get retreads. Oh, no, no safety issue. Right? I would never would let that. But again, for years, we all drove retreads. They were $10 instead of 70 or back yeah. in the 1975 or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, God. Uh, 411. Let's do a little uh, soundbite here of uh, the suspected child molester uh, uh, Chuck Schumer, leader of the Senate. Uh, told reporters this morning, he said, boy, the, our president, he's sharp as a whip, as sharp as a tack. He's just as smart as he could be. Chuck Schumer, ladies and gentlemen. I talk to President Biden, you know, regularly, off sometimes several yeah. times in a week or usually several times in a week. Yeah, His mental acuity is great. Acuity. It's fine. It's, it's as good as it's been over the years. I've been yes. speaking to him for 30 years since yeah. we worked on the Brady Bill and I the assault weapons ban when I was a... Young congressman. Young congressman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's not. And um, he's, yeah. he's, he's fine. All yeah, this all right-wing, right-wing propaganda, propaganda that his mental acuity has declined is wrong. wrong. Yeah. He's going to win the election because he has a great record. <laughs> because um, more and more Americans are seeing that record. Uh, breaking news. Uh, the White House has confirmed that Biden will not take a cognitive test as part of his upcoming physical exam. He will be the first U.S. president in history to refuse a cognitive test. Bingo, it's over. I mean, how, how, how are they going to get out of this? Yeah, how can he refuse? How, how, okay, 404 741-1230, Justin, the president of the United States refuses the first time in history that a president refuses to take a cognitive test as part of his yearly physical to prove to the American people he's capable of leading the country. And the citizens won't take it. What more do you need? When we come back from break, uh, Swatoon wants to weigh in. Outstanding. Also, I, I, I've been thinking about this again. Um, if Mich- if they get Michelle Obama to run, she'll win. I don't think so. I'm, I'm afraid of one thing, and that's What can turnout. she run on? 
doesn't matter. Well, look at her. It doesn't matter. If she runs, every 18-year-old girl in America and every hippie and freak is going to come out of the woodwork and vote for her just to get Donald Trump. It have nothing to do with her. They don't want Donald Trump. I mean, every 18-year-old that's never even thought about voting is going to vote for Michelle Obama. Because of white guilt. All the reasons. I mean, my God. She's going to run on the bull moose She'll party. Run. She could do anything. She could run just because I said so. She looks like a bull moose. Yeah, she is a bull. She could say, I'm running on the I said so party. Because <laughs> I feel like it party. Shaking my head party. Oh, my God. Uh-huh party. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. family guy. <laughs> 414. <laughs> Don't forget the taint uh, with a Kimber Pete and Flounders. Never do. Tuesday or something. <laughs> Look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete and Flounder 419, almost 420. I call drinking. And our uh, Ian Brown here with the, uh, let's see, police at Manchester Airport on this day and night. I can't read that over the phone. (laughs) Uh, uh, 1998, Ian Brown uh, was uh, met with police at Manchester Airport security, arresting the Stone Roses singer, Ian Brown, after an incident during a flight from Paris. Brown was found guilty of the same year and jailed for four months. British Airways banned him from flying the airline. Uh, come fly with me, except uh, Ian Brown from Stone Roses. I don't know what he did. He obviously caused a problem. Uh, birthday list includes uh, Stockard Channing, the first lady on West Wing, Rizzo in Greece. I never, I don't, I just, she annoyed me for some, she's a wonderful actress, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, Stockard Channing is 80. Uh, but I hate I I hated it. I looked at her and she just annoyed me. I don't I I don't know why and it's not fair. I'm sure, but I, I couldn't stand to watch her. Couldn't look at her. They tried to make her the next Mary Tyler Moore. They gave yeah, her her own never, show and everything, and it didn't no, take. It didn't it's work. like Sandy Duncan. It just didn't She's take off. T- she was too aggressive and abrasive. She's too abrasive. I think as a general for a ball buster. Not, yeah, yeah. And it may have been just now. I don't think it was the roles. I think her natural. I think it came out that that's her natural personality. I'm I'm guessing. I don't know, and I'm just saying. All right, let's see. Uh, history, history. What the hell did I pick out for history? I can't find it now. I almost had it. I'll get it. Oh, here we go. Right, how about this? Oh, I can you imagine being this guy. In uh, 1633, 1633, Galileo Galilei arrived in Rome, not as a hero, but to face trial for the Inquisition. Can you imagine... Galileo, Galileo, he said, uh, guys, I'm just pointing out the star, you know, the stars and the moon, the sun, the whole thing up there, you know, we're trying to learn about, you know, you really don't need to set me on fire here and put me in oil, guys, if you don't mind, I don't know. You know what he said when he got there? What did he say when he got there? Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition, <laughs> even though it was in Italy. Can you imagine? 1633. Hey, he spent the rest of his God. life in, in uh, basically in a room. In a, yeah. They Waiting. locked him up in a room. Yeah. The Catholic Church did it. That's right. Because he pointed out that the stars were, you know, yeah, we revolving didn't... Revolving around uh, not the Pope. That we, not, not around, yeah, yeah us. exactly. <laughs> or was it Copernicus? Which one said it first? <laughs> that uh, we revolve around the sun, not us around... Uh, you know, I don't. Now I can't remember. 
I forget. I don't remember. I can't remember. We'll find out. 422. Somebody will. Oh, we got two phone calls, by the way. Swat two. Uh, and, and I think uh, you say Charlie. I forgot. We'll get to both of them. Uh, first of all, are they a 4 o'clock hour? It's 422. Brought to you by our good friends at Atlanta Safe House. Man, where I bought two safes from Atlanta Safe House. You need a safe. You may not know it. Please put your social security card in your safe, not in your wallet. Learn more. They have a showroom in Ackworth, by the way. Learn more at Atlanta Safe House. Dot com, uh, which is very cool. Uh, 422, uh, 423, 404-741-1230. To the phones. Swat to him. You're on the radio, man. What do you think? Hey, I'm about to Biden. I have, I'm, hey, come here. I talk about Biden, about being married. Yeah. About Biden, we are actually not voting for him. We are voting for his delegates. Yeah. And in order to switch him up for somebody else, all those delegates has to choose between uh, his uh, vice president or whoever the other person is. Uh, that might create chaos. Well, I think, but I, if I'm not mistaken, though, I think the de- the Republican Party has a rule whereby if you're if you're uh, announced as a delegate to a candidate, you are forced in the first ballot only to vote for that candidate. But the Democrats, I believe, d- are never uh, required, even though they're uh, they're, uh, they're a delegate's delegate, they are not required to vote that way even on the first round. So they, anything could happen. And I, I, honestly, I, I don't know why they aren't just, you know, they, they don't want to put Carmella in there, the vice president's side piece. So I don't know why they just don't have him say, I'm not running again and make it an open primary for all the Democrats to get together. I know. And the second thing about being married yeah. and the stuff. Yesterday I came home and my wife was extremely sick. She was laying in bed and she couldn't even move. Oh, no, I'm sorry. House. Uh, yeah. So as a good husband, I did what every husband would do. I just went to had the bar. to carry her to keep... No, I have to carry her to the kitchen so she can make us di- dinner. For <laughs> I'll help you, honey. <laughs> You're lean on me, baby. I'll make you a stool back. to sit on. It's a taint to the kitchen sink. <laughs> Thanks, Watum. Uh, 424. Uh, here's, is that Charlie? Did I get that Charlie. right? Charlie, you're on the radio, man. How's it going? What's up? Hey, what's going on? Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I want to tell you that that. I can't remember that guy that got whipped in Singapore, but I was yeah, there. David, somebody Faye. So, uh, somebody Faye, F-A-Y-E, I believe. I think it was Travis, maybe. No, no, Travis. I don't know. I'll, I'll think anyway, of it. Anyway, we Dave. were there. But my ship pulled in there uh, right after he got his licks, and Clinton had no right to step in and try to get him out of that. Michael Faye. Uh, thank you, Flounder. Michael Faye. I, I know it was a Faye. Yes, Michael sir. Faye. Yeah, that's it. And uh, they got him down to three licks, and we pulled in, and not to discount the Marine Corps, but we left the Marine there because he stole the car. Oh, boy. Stole the car. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard from him again. Don't know why I have to him to this day. Well, I'm not surprised. He's probably still there. <laughs> they arrest you for bubble gum there. Oh, yeah, the- that's right. Uh, they probably got yeah. life <laughs> for stealing a car. <laughs> <laughs> that's not smart. <laughs> well, he just wanted to kill, to kill for his country. He didn't know about You know, he's not, you know, maybe, you know, maybe I'd be well educated. He just wanted to kill for his country you get the dress blues so you know that's why you joined the marines you needed a car it was there <laughs> anyway thanks charlie 426 again uh, the pre- uh, president's stupid face will not take a cognitive test even though they had the highlight of the report saying he's you know senile basically and so the president proves every day according to spokespeople uh he makes difficult decisions da, da, da. she's quoting people that's how the doctor sees it i'm going to leave it uh the 81 year old is still sharp 
When we have meetings with him and his staff, he's constantly pushing us, trying to get more information so that it's been my experience with this president, says Jean-Pierre, the podium princess, Sir yeah, Temple. more information. Yeah. Like, what day is it? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, why am I here? Yeah, and, he wants some information. Now, what do you mean by this? Or what, what am I reading? When do we eat? Yeah. God, where's my nap time, my jello? <laughs> where's, my, where's my froggy? Yeah, what, what time's whopping around tonight? <laughs> Jesus, I mean, honest to God. I'm an excellent and president. He's just, he's just he's not going to take the test. How can he refuse to take a cognitive test when the what whole do world? Yeah. Well, what are they going to do about it? Keep again, talking about it. Again, and he's never going to be called on it because some reporter's going to call on it and say, oh, well, it's just a political thing and I'm president and, you know, I can prove that I've done the job and there's no I mean, he's going to just deny there's a reason to take it. You know, everything's fine. I brought the economy back. Look what I've done. I've got brought world peace. I'm helping the uh, Israelis, and well, I've, I've brought the economy back. Unlike Donald Trump, and I've also tried to close the border if those damn Republicans would let me. I just need to keep going with my plan, ladies and gentlemen. Well, here's how you answer back. If you're the Republicans, you say, I thought you were the guy that was going to normalize things again and bring yeah. everything back the way it was, yeah, the way it used to work. Too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you do what every other president has done then? Right, yeah. How come you're the first one? Well, I'm sure so I'm sure there was a beginning of this. I don't think Lincoln well, took a have cognitive a test. Yeah. test. John Adams, I don't think, had a test of cognitive ability. Uh, but, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, well, here we are. Again, they're not gonna, it doesn't mean a damn thing. They're hiding thing. him. It doesn't mean a damn thing. It's, on, yeah, it's the basement time again. Exactly the basement time again. Although this time, I don't think the media is going to let him get away with it. No. Uh, because after what they did the last time, after the report came out, and he tried, had the news conference that night. So this uh, this may be different, but we'll, I don't know when that. Of course, well, he, he, oh, oh, remember, uh, I think I mentioned yesterday. If I didn't, I should have. Uh, Puttitat, Barack Hussein Puttitat did more than four hundred interviews by this point in his administration, the first administration, Don, more than four hundred interviews. Donald Trump did more than three hundred interviews at this point in his administration. So far in this administration, Biden has done eighty-four, four hundred plus, three hundred plus. 84 for the entire time. Uh, there, well, that, that's, it's working again. They're going to do it again. It's the basement plan. It worked last time. Uh, Bill Maher is uh, one of the guys who's uh, making news again because he's trying to call out the Democrats saying you people are freaking nuts. And here we go. Uh, he talked just the other day. Here's Bill Maher saying, liberals, you better get your stuff together. I don't know how this art form has survived up until now. I mean, I understand why I'm on. Because I'm on yeah. HBO, it's an hour without commercials, and, I mean, <laughs> sorry, it's just a lot more entertaining, it's a lot more edgy, it's a lot more unpredictable, It's and it's true talk. People develop a relationship, they want to hear Colbert's take about the day, they want to see uh, It's Jimmy. not a take. Those guys don't have takes. I have takes. What they, what they do, I have a take on things. What they do is say exactly what a liberal audience wants them to say about that. That's not a take. Unless, I mean, I'm not saying it's not sincere. I guess it is on their part. But even if it wasn't, that's what they would do. There's never a moment where you don't know exactly, oh, this is the correct point of view on that. Okie dokie. Coming back, I'll uh, explain how he is upset with the liberals who were still here when they said they weren't going to be. And uh, the latest take by Bill Maher, also the uh, actor who's been blasted because he's a liberal and saying, wait a minute, you folks have got this wrong about Trump. That's not going over too well. And John Stewart's back on the air again. All right, 4.30, Kimber Pete and Flounder right here.
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family-owned and operated business. Hi, I'm Stacy Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family-owned and operated and where you can always expect the best. Let's get it together, ladies. Left shoulder, right a break, ready on your dog, target. <laughs> Look out, 503, and it's only me, it's only the Kimmer. With Pete Davis and Flounder at the controls, and it's your Tuesday on 106.3. Here's a phone number, 404-741-1230, We have newsy stuff. Also, uh, we're going uh, to do a whole bunch of sports stuff coming up here. Holy crap, at sports with Pete and uh, some other things. And a lot of stuff about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and reaction and memes and stuff like that. Uh, quickly, we'll reset the top of the show for you here. And uh, Pete's tweets coming up. Also, Flounder's Funnies. And uh, Holy Crop to Sports again, as I mentioned before. Uh, first, quickly, to let in case you didn't hear it, I think this is typical. They're going to the basement policy uh, plan again to uh, run for re-election. The White House has announced officially President Potato Head will not take a cognitive test, even after that report saying that he's basically senile. And he has his memories gone, and uh, he's just, you've seen, again, the video the other day when he had the, the, the King of Jordan was here. And once again, he, he, he misspeaks names, and then he doesn't know where he is. In fact, the, the Daily, tell him about the Daily. Else? Oops, oh. we got a mic on. We got Mr. Mike here, Flounder. That's all right. We got one more mic on that. Ah, there, there we go. Yeah, I could have pushed the button, I guess. Well, I guess you probably could have pushed <laughs> that, that, it. I don't, can you push the button over here? Well, the you union. Push it, right? The union would be upset. Well, it would be a union. We can't. <laughs> I, got, I got stories I, like that. I know. I know. The Teamsters would be oh. on our butts if we did that. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the Australian term. They called it. He went, Biden went on a walkabout. A walkabout. He started <laughs> roaming around by the podium. I mean, again, what, what did this say? He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what to do. It's like, how, how could he not know where to go next? Yeah. Stand over there and I, shut up. How many times have we seen the video of his wife, the enabler, taking his hand and leading him behind the curtain? 
literally leading him to the off stage Away. left. Yeah. Dear God. And he's not going to take a cognitive test. He did not take one last year. The doctor also has never been uh, given uh, never uh, given the opportunity for press to ask him questions. Uh, a, a clear break from the precedent of forever, basically. Uh, the podium princess, uh, Surly Temple, was asked about taking questions after his uh, annual physical, which is always the normal practice, and expected to take place as soon as this month. And she refused to answer whether uh, he'll be uh, addressing anybody or not. So once again, it's, it's the basement plan. Don't let him go near anybody. Don't, don't take a chance. At any, he'll embarrass himself. That's why they didn't let him speak at the Super Bowl for a two-minute interview on the most, the most watched television program of any kind of all time. Mm. And he refused to go on it because they were afraid. They kept him off. They were afraid he was going to say something stupid, which he did when he tried to prove at the news conference that he's got a better memory than they say he did, and he screwed it up entirely. And then, now they're saying no cognitive test. I mean, how are you going to run on this? Exit stage left. <laughs> Mumbling all the way. <laughs> Heavens to Murgatroyd. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he fell. Tumbled even. <laughs> 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 oh mercy! And uh, let's do uh, uh, let's do Chuck Schumer here once again. The Democrats are saying, "Oh, there's not, he's fine. There's nothing wrong. This is how they're going to they're going to keep him away from everybody and away from public appearances and just say, hell, his man's doing great." Chuck Schumer. I talk to President Biden, you know, regularly, off sometimes several times in a week, or usually several times in a week. Lots of times. His mental acuity Atlanta. is great. It's fine. It's Point. as good as it's been over the years. I've been speaking to him for 30 years since what? we worked on the Brady Bill and the assault weapons ban when I was a young congressman. Oh, young. Oh, he made a joke um, about young. And um, he's, he's, he's fine. All this right-wing propaganda that his mental acuity has declined is wrong. Right. He's going to win the election because he has a great record. Because um, more and more Americans are seeing that record. Look at all he's accomplished. Yeah, yeah look at let's look at the record. I mean, again, they say it, and therefore it must be true. Wait, he's got such a great record. Yeah, yeah like they're looking at the uh, Wall Street today. Yeah, here it is right now. Five hundred uh, points. Yeah, but down we go. Oh my God. I mean, seriously, this is how they do it. They just keep him in the basement and, and tell lies, and the media reports it, and well, off you go. They're they're relying on the government indoctrinated for several generations now idiots yeah. out there that half the country is. Yeah. And they're relying on that still being there for them. Well, and again, we Americans are we're basically a lazy, entitled, pampered Look, culture these I, days. I know. I know it's hard, especially if you're raising a family and you're working and both parents are working, anything like that. But guess what? We're in a constitutional republic, and that yeah. requires some work by citizens yeah. to keep it running. You can't just, you know, see what's on your cell phone every minute of every freaking day, and that's your life. And watch it's, football it's, it's all day. It's, it's feeling that you're, you, you are, it's a, somebody has to demand that you have a response to something that happens somewhere in the world that's on your phone that you believe you must have an opinion about, even though it's got nothing to do with your life and Nothing to do with any making your and your family's lives better. Look what happens when people don't even show up at school board meetings or run for there the school go. board. Look what happens. That's what you get. Well, same with elections. How well, what's, what's it turn out in the most elections? Forty percent. So it's embarrassing. <laughs> Look what happened with Georgia. We have two liberal senators because the 700,000 people who voted for uh, uh, Governor Kemp did not vote for Herschel Walker. They just, you know, said, oh, I don't, you know, for whatever reason. There's billions of people around the world have never voted for anything in their oh, life, God. haven't been allowed to. Yeah. Can you imagine? It would kill to yeah. stand in line for an hour yeah. to vote. That's right. 
That's why two Stolz before he was forced to, to, you know, defend his family and and actually kill people as and work as an undercover child, uh, uh, killing the enemy, so he could come finally to a place where he had the right to um, make a determination of his future and the people he elects to, to the office that support the, the the way he lives. I mean, my God. Uh, four ten, five, five ten, five eighteen, fourteen. Hike. Oh, sorry, right, it's, <laughs> hut, hut. Where I am. Uh, it's uh, ten minutes. Omaha. It's ten minutes after five. <laughs> Omaha. <laughs> Omaha. <laughs> Omaha. I think is the Indian pronunciation. Okay. <laughs> and by the way, we've been pronouncing them wrong all along. Every one of those Indian names oh. we've been saying wrong. You know, oh, yeah, it's Mississippi. Yeah. Mississippi. And Arcan- Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas, yeah, Arkansas. <laughs> oh, mercy. Uh, and, a, and more uh, political stuff. They passed the border bill, and it does has nothing. It's not a border bill, I'm sorry. They passed the oh. foreign aid bill, and it has more money for this one lump sum. They've already spent $160 million, a billion dollars, $160 billion on Ukraine so far. Today, they gave Ukraine another $60 billion. The entire United States Marine Corps has to exist on $50 billion for the whole year. Mm. And they've given 160 billion to Ukraine to protect their border and the United States Marine Corps gets a third of that. Mm. They do the whole year for the entire year budget. Joel Osteen's church shoot-up update. Here we go. The uh, woman, and now apparently it's a girl. They said originally a couple days ago, they said it was, it was, it was born a man identifies either way. This is a psycho with problems, uh, schizophrenic and all kinds of mental things. They know about it. There's been no, no question about it. But apparently she is a girl, was born a girl, and she uh, gave birth to that child, the seven-year-old son, who she just calls the boy. And when she, uh, her neighbors have said, the update today is that her neighbors are saying this was, something bad was going to happen with this person a long time ago. This woman used to shoot up the neighborhood, uh, had crossbows, uh, would throw Nazi salutes, brandishing guns. Uh, her way of intimidation was bringing gun cases in and out and crossbows. She'd come out, wave her gun cases around, do a Heil Hitler salute, flip you the bird, call you a bitch, and then there was something every single day. Uh, one neighbor said that this woman tried to run her over with a car more than once. She has a documented history of mental illness. She took her 7-year-old son to the shooting before she got killed by the police who were there working as security guards, off-duty security guards. Um, she... Uh, She's always identified as female, but she's also she also got married, and her husband has had called her Jeffrey, identifying as a male for her husband. Anyway, just a freaking psycho. She had uh, exhibited Munchausen's by proxy disease, and uh, this, uh, she once stored a loaded gun in her three-year-old's diaper bag. I mean, it's a freaking psycho. And the neighbors are saying they should have known this a long time ago something bad was going to happen. I mean, here's all these things that happened for years. Because we have no crazy... A sanatorium to put people in. Well, the other thing is, if you complain, then you're going to get sued, or they're going, or the cops are going to say, "Well, he didn't do anything now, so what am I supposed to do?" I mean, again, you put the police in an awful situation here. Uh, but they're saying we should have known this. This woman was nuts. <laughs> Remember the guys in the white suits would show up with a, uh, a, a net, net. Yeah, <laughs> and a straight jacket? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Take them away, baby. Put them in the van. And it's jobs that AI can't do. That's right. AI could never go get the nutballs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 513. Holy crap, it's sports is coming up. Kimber Pete and Flounder and a Tony Romo debate, too, on, uh, with the Kimber Pete and Flounders. Stand by. Yeah, look out, uh, 518, with a Kimmer, Pete, and Philander coming up. Some sports birthday announcements and 
sports history and kind of a debate over Tony Romo in the booth. And you'll hear part of it, too. But first, holy crap, it's sports with Pete Davis. Braves pitchers and catchers report to spring training in Northport, Florida. In? You, Seven days, nine, eight, no. 11, 12, 14, 26 days. Tomorrow. Oh, my God. Tomorrow. Well, we, have, we have to go down there. <laughs> you think they're <laughs> I think they should be putting us down there and uh, and, and uh, the whole. Uh, absolutely. I go. go. Let's mm-hmm. do it. We can I, drive down there, what, eight hours, seven eight, hours? About eight hours down yeah, there. It's eight hours God. to Tampa, yeah. I mean, to Orlando. Well, there and, you are. Uh, Tampa's just off close. We're right oh, there. All right, there. Uh, or as we used to say, pitchers and Molinas. We can't say that anymore. I think all the Molinas are gone now. Oh, my God. I think they are. Well,. Maybe one left? No, I think they're all gone. Anyway, <laughs> former Braves World Series MVP hero Jorge Soler has mm. signed with the Giants. Oh, my. Uh, 32-year-old outfielder DH has a three-year deal worth $42 million. Wow. Soler made his first All-Star game last season with the Marlins. He had 36 homers. And, uh, Good for him. God, I'd love to see him in left field. But... Yeah, I know. We're one phone call away from our first female umpire in the major leagues. Oh, God. 47-year-old Jan Paywall or Pawal, will work the Grapefruit League during spring training and then be a crew chief in the minor leagues when the season starts. Jan says she already has calls ready from plays men made five years ago. Chief! <laughs> she's, she's remembered all the things they've done four. five years ago. See, it's a joke. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, and, and just, and I know you love that. You'll love this next one then. Yes. Jenny Kavnar has been named the Oakland Athletics play-by-play announcer for NBC Sports California. The first woman to be the primary play-by-play announcer in history. Oh, God. For Major League Baseball. I, you know, I'm sorry. I just don't. Join the 21st I, century. I'm sorry. I, I, it's not, it's nothing personal. I mean, I love girls. I, I, I have two daughters. You so just I mean, want to be you, at home. No, no. I just, I don't like it when girl announcers all of a sudden start talking like this. And, and they're going, well, he's all over there with a the hunt. And it's just like they're acting like guys. And I just, it's, it just, uh, it's not real. And it's like, not, I don't, I just don't like it. I'm sorry. I just, it's not Name right. me one female announcer who does that. I, I, the only one I know of, and I can't remember her name, but she's one of those baseball. Or, or she does, <laughs> I, I've heard her before. The Yankees woman? She's I don't not know. play by play, really. No, no, it's like girls softball. There's some. There, oh, well, there's that's some softball. But still a female announcer. All right. I just, I think you're being a little chauvinistic I'm here. I'm being very chauvinistic. I just, I, I don't know. like him trying to just, they kind of get that glottal thing like this. And it just, it just seems so phony. You're like Brockmeyer. I'm Brockmeyer. Brock kind Meyer. of a Brockmeyer guy. All right. Wichita, Kansas police have arrested a 45-year-old man in connection to the stolen Jackie Robinson statue. They've charged Ricky Alderidi with a felony theft for taking the bronze statue at McAdams Park. Arrested February 1st on other charges, but yesterday they got him on this one. Aggravated criminal damage to property, identity theft, and making false information. Uh, Be very careful, my friend. And cops say they believe the theft was motivated by money, not racism. What, to sell it? Yeah, that's bronze. Can't you sell that? Well, who's going to take... You, you don't you think someone might mention... You know, yeah, let, let me get this straight. You got a 800-pound bronze thing of Jackie Robinson you want to unload on me? Sure. Yeah, yeah let me go ahead and melt that yeah. down for you and not tell anybody. <laughs> well, who, who doesn't have a smelter in their backyard? Yeah, where do you go to get a smelter down for Jackie Robinson? It's Wichita. They're lousy oh with them. God. You can't swing a dead cat in Without Kansas. finding at least one smelter. <laughs> is, uh... Anyway. Oh, my God. You got to love the New York Post sports page because yes. here's one of their... Headlines. Mm-hmm. Yankees begin spring training 
with stench of 2023 failure still lingering. (laughs) Stench. That that word isn't used enough. Stench. I'm going to start using, I'm going to work that into every sportscast. Stench. Uh, Let's see. Here's breaking news. All right. College football playoff officials and ESPN have agreed to a six-year extension to keep the college football playoffs with ESPN through the 2032 season. That includes the 12-team playoff, which starts this wow. year. Yeah. Uh, how much do you think they paid for this uh, ESPN extension? ESPN paid as for six years? Yes, sir. Probably a half a billion dollars? Higher. Billion dollars. Higher. One and a half billion dollars. Higher. Two billion dollars. Higher. Seven billion dollars. Higher. Oh, I, I, no, I'm not playing. Seven point eight billion dollars. So they're going to have to charge so much money for everybody who gets the feed of these games. It's, it's pay per view. It's going to go oh, pay per view. Well, I, I was going to have to. They're getting together with Fox to have a, a streaming service, oh, which the NFL you know, didn't know about. The NFL's going, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, what's this on. all about? Yeah, well, they're doing it. But, you know, Thursday night, you can't watch That's football right. anymore. How about kiss my ass, Ollie? How about that? You better. They're, they're telling everybody over the age of about 45 to say, you can go to hell. We don't give a damn about you or anybody else you've ever known. It's unbelievable. That's the way for the future. It's Amazon. Yeah, I'll give you a future. You get it. I'm coming back. I swear to God. I'm going to come back. You haven't as, left yet. I'm going to come back as a lightning bolt. I'm going to interrupt every possible feed of an app to watch a okay. football game. If you're going to come back as a lightning bolt, yes. What do you have against Indonesian soccer players? By the way, I saw that video. You showed me that video of that guy. Oh my God! You I don't, don't want, you don't want to see it. It's literally a bolt out of the blue. In fact, there's a warning when you go to look for it. There's a warning that says uh, this will make you throw up or what? Something like that. It says adult warning and this is really yeah, bad. It's or, bad. I mean, there's a sign up. It's bad. As you see, it just whoosh. yeah. By the way, seven point eight billion is almost one fifth of the Marines. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. Budget. There you go. Well, I have, you know, no no reason for having Marine That's Corps. Right. You know, your Atlanta Hawks fell at home to the Bulls, one thirty six, one twenty six last night. Bogdan Bogdanovich, love yeah. saying that name, led Atlanta with twenty eight points. Uh, I can't believe they didn't make it to 150, 160 points. You know, the normal. Uh, uh, That's the way it's going to get. It's the ABA. Get to the half court and launch. I'm looking for them to play the Kentucky <laughs> Colonels. <God>. Yeah, <laughs> at some point. Metal Ark Lemon, bring him back. Yeah, right here in the Washington Generals. <laughs> Tiger Woods has arrived at the Genesis Open in L.A. and so far uh-huh. has managed to keep his courtesy car on the road. Well, I'll be damned. What a first. <laughs> it's a success. <laughs> Tiger revealed his new tailor-made line of sportswear and new oh. logo since leaving the Nike swoosh. Mm. I like the logo. It's a tiger yeah. represented with the white stripes outlining a tiger. Yeah. I thought that's pretty cool. Unfortunately, underneath it, he has uh, three words. Yeah. Sun, day, red. Yeah, it looks, and it looks like ass. Should have just left the skeleton of the tiger. It's a or great just say logo. Sunday red. Yeah. It, it, white Sunday red. That doesn't make much sense. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's a mistake. All the, all the, think about that. All the yeah. millions he has of people that you know right. that he can talk to. It doesn't look like a logo. It looks like a sign. You, know, it, 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 you can see it. it. It looks like a parking spot or a yeah. sign. It doesn't look like a logo on a shirt. Yeah. It, it's the words ugly. don't look like a logo on it. It makes shirt. the tiger ugly. And you yeah. think about it, you saw that movie about Nike getting Michael Jordan, right? Yeah, With yeah. Matt Damon yeah. and, and, and the, the they what did Nike pay what? Ninety bucks or yeah, for some woman ridiculous. to come up with the swoosh? Yeah. 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 
Anyway, the Phoenix Open says changes are going to be made for next year's tourney after this past weekend turned into a cross between a party at Caligula's and Animal House. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's a suggestion. More security and less alcohol. Yeah. This It's not brain uh, surgery yeah. here. Or, or I mean, obviously, if they want people, it's still, it, it's the only place on the entire place where people go nuts on one hole. It's a par three, so they all, they even cheer when they get to the ball after hitting the par, little tee shot stuff. So it's all right there, one little enclosed area. And so, obviously, if people get out out of hand about it, then they have to take them away. And, and all the others, oh, well, uh, he, he went too far, so they hauled him off. Good. You know, no one, that's all you can, all, all you have to do is haul off 10 or 12 guys, and the rest of them will, you know, okay. so I don't want to leave now. Flounder, warning, the sound is coming up. Aha. Sound warning, sound warning. Iowa's women's basketball team suffered a stunning upset loss at the hands of Nebraska on Sunday. Oh. Uh, the Cornholers took it to them, it seems. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye star Caitlin Clark, Clark shut down yeah. in the closing stretch, and head coach Lisa Bluter was not happy with the stunt that the Cornhuskers band pulled. Oh, what did they do? Clark had the opportunity to pad Iowa's 12-point lead when she headed to the free-throw line at the end of the third quarter. She missed both of her shots from the charity stripe, the first of which inspired a member of Nebraska's band to deploy this nugget of joy. Oh, oh, boy. (laughs) I want to hear that at Hawks games from now on. Oh, man. How cool would that be? (laughs) 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 Poor baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yowie. All right, my favorite scenes from post-Super Bowl are the two guys nutting up and killing their big screen televisions after the game-winning touchdowns. Have you seen these (laughs) guys yet? One Chiefs fan is standing standing in front of a big screen TV. TV, uh, and when the blast play happens, Chiefs win. So he's jumping up and down cheering. And he turns around and he sees somebody coming, so he scurries out of the way. The owner of the house that was having the party, a 49ers fan, Uh-oh. runs up and literally punches with both hands the TV set and punches it out of existence. I oh mean, crack, God. right? He then threatens the KC fan saying, I'm going to kill you. Get the F out of my house while a friend is picking him up and trying to carry him outside the sliding Holy glass doors, and he's hanging on, you know, all right, all right, let me go, let me go, and the guy's got to take him out. And the other guy's running, and he can't. Is this a party? A party. My God. They say he lost $20,000 on that name. Well, then he's an idiot. He's an idiot. That's right. And the really funny part of it, and with all this is going on, the guy's screaming, the other guy's trying to drag uh, him outside, the other guy's running, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you, blank, blank, blank. A woman comes up with a bottle of what looks like Windex <laughs> and a rag and sprays it on this shattered TV oh, and starts say, wiping oh, it. <laughs> like, that's going to help here. going to work, honey. The other video shows a San Francisco fan taking a Jack Daniels bottle and smashing the screen with it. I hope there was oh, no wow. liquor involved in this. Oh. Uh, NFL fever, catch it. And I know you're a prep boy, and you prep boys, you know, yeah. you live and die by Harvard and Yale, Boo well, and Boo and all that stuff. Rotten. And, yeah. Harvard has a new football coach. Oh, they do? Yes, yeah. Thurston, they do, yeah, Lovey. Lovey. Uh, it's former Rutgers assistant Andrew Ulrich. Ah, Rutgers, well. <laughs> Emphasis on the rich. Yeah, yeah no, Rutgers. Rutgers, that's not really. No, good, no, there's a, part, well, there's a family just... member here in this uh, building well, that went went to Rutgers, so let's don't do that. No, no, no. A fine institution. A wonderful, wonderful institution. I wish I'd gone there myself. In fact, I'm going to apply right now. All right. I think you're already in. (laughs) 
that I can get in. I, I, look, I can't say anything. I bet they take I, my money. I, I I'll guarantee you, okay. if I called Rutgers right out, say, I'm, a, I'm an old fart, but I want to pay money to go to your school, they'd say, come on down. Okay. <laughs> I cannot make fun, and you can't make fun of anybody, because you matriculated Michigan State and Arizona State. That's right. And I went to Georgia State and just a brief time to yeah. San Diego State. Well, well, Not exactly right. the bastions of well, higher education. Yes, but I have two degrees That's to true. come away with. I've got so one. There you are. All right. There we got that. Finally, on this date, February 13th, 1953, Philadelphia Athletics changed the name of Scheib Park to Cottymac Stadium to honor their longtime owner and manager. They liked the name so much. The very next year, they moved to Kansas City. Yeah. The Phillies played there until 1970. I remember uh, Shide Park. I remember Shide hearing Park. it on the radio. It looks beautiful, yeah. by the way. If yeah. you ever see old photos of it, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Back in the day as a kid. And uh, very quickly, before we call Bronga break here, on this day, 1920, the National Negro Baseball League was formed. 2008, Roger Clemens denies taking performance-enhancing drugs before Congress. 1965, Peggy Fleming wins America's Heart and the Ladies' Senior Figure Skating oh. title at Lake Placid, New York. What a New nice York. woman. She was, 19, uh, she was 16. Peggy Fleming was 16 uh, in 1965. Oh. And then when she showed up at our radio station about 1989 or 90, oh. uh, we're working with Skinny Bobby Harper and Kathy Fishman and me. She came to the back door with her agent or uh, the uh, person taking her on her tour to be interviewed, and it was the night that we had had a horrible tornadoes that killed a bunch of people, and I had to go to the back door and say, sorry, we can't put you on the air because we're doing all tornado talk, and she ripped into me, threatened me, shout, oh my God, she read, said words I'd never heard before. Peggy Fleming, who I'd had a crush on since 1965, 20 year, 25 years later, whatever, she's telling me to go to hell, and I'll never you know, never see the light of day and stuff. Little sweet Peggy Fleming, anyway. Anyway, all right, four thirty five thirty one with a kiver feet and flounder. <laughs> ah, yes, the boys. I have a fond memory of dire straits involving a girl in San Francisco I took on the back of my Harley. <laughs> it was a little dark straight here. If you want to, for a second. You sure it wasn't a tranny? You were in San Fran. <laughs> it might have been a tranny. I mean, you know, it's possible. <laughs> you have proclivities. It's... <laughs> Well, on this day in uh, 1979, Dire Straits began recording their first album in London. The whole project cost about $20,000 to make. The album featured the group's breakthrough single, Sultans of Swing. I didn't like that one particularly, this one here. I went on to enjoy a 132-week run on the British mm. charts. It's overplayed. The, uh, the inspiration for the Sultans of Swing came from Mark Knopfler or Knopfler? Knopfler. Knopfler. Uh, uh, witnessing a mediocre jazz band playing in the corner of a practically deserted pub. At the end of that band's performance, the lead singer came up to the microphone and announced that they were the Sultans of Swing. <laughs> and they were hardly the Sultans of Sultans. Swing. What's one I like? Uh, Money for Nothing, The Chicks Are Free. Yeah, they do that that's one. That's one I like. I like that. He's got uh, a new album coming out. And there's another one, too, I like. I can't remember what it is. But uh, Money for Nothing, The Chicks Are Free uh, got my attention. Great band. Uh, a couple of uh, sports birthdays here, Pete Davis. Randy Moss, retired NFL wide receiver, Hall of Famer Randy Moss, who uh, was a little too lazy taking plays off for my uh, uh, bet. He, he shaped up. At the end of his career, he got it. Yeah. And he's guess. a heck of a, 
I never thought he'd be that. He's a very good uh, analyst. Broadcaster, yeah. He, huh? I, I do watch him. Randy Moss, 47 today. Did you see what happened at WCBS? Uh, F- no. oh. WFAN or something up in New York? No. I think it was a Boomer Science show he does with somebody else. And their producer, a young kid, booked. They said, get us Randy Moss. And he got Randy Moss, the sports reporter. And they didn't understand what was going on until they had him on the air. He's like, wait a minute, you're not Randy Moss. He goes, I'm Randy. Of course I'm Randy Moss. Uh, it was the wrong one. The wrong Randy Moss, yeah. <laughs> um, and also a legendary Duke University basketball coach, Mike Kizoshevsky is 77. I know, Shishevsky. How do you spell it? Shishev. K Z Y E W K S K I. K. See if I do this right. K R Z Y. Yeah. Z E W. Yeah. S K I. Yes, it is. That's how you spell it. It's pronounced Shishevsky. It's like crazy Zuski. It's very easy to spell. Yeah. 77 years old today. Nice Irish kid. And on this day in history. Uh, 480 something years ago, 1542, King Henry VIII executed his fifth wife, Catherine, <laughs> for committing adultery. You know, they should bring that back. Anyway, uh, 530. Uh, adultery? No, it's still live and well. It's like, <laughs> it's like when Moses came down from the mountain. <laughs> With a tablet. No, he came down from the mountain with all the tablets, and the crowd is there. Oh, my God, Moses, God gave you the instructions for the li- way to live our lives. That's your compliment. It must have been incredible. And he says, oh, yeah, it was great. He says, uh, he says uh, I got the Ten command. He says, I... Uh, uh, <laughs> I got the list of commandments. I talked him down to 10. <laughs> unfortunately. And unfortunately, adultery's still in there. <laughs> 15. Anyway. 15. <laughs> Give me a lousy 50. Come on. 10. 10 commandments. 10 it is. All right. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, speaking of sports, and, and we have a bunch of Taylor Swift things here, and I don't know why we haven't gotten to before now, but she apparently, uh, at the end of the game, the Super Bowl game, she went out clubbing not only with her boyfriend, Boyfriend Travis Kelsey, but also her parents. It's over. And she, she's saying there's really nothing like going clubbing with your parents. Uh, it's friends, uh, friends and family party time. And she says accidentally going clubbing with your parents is something everyone should try at least once in their lifetime. Uh, and then a couple of things. Uh, some video. They were spotted. Uh, she and uh, Travis spotted singing "Fearless" his hits "Love Story," "You Belong with Me." Uh, the uh, the D- Chainsmokers DJed the event and had her hit "You Belong with Me," and they were singing along. Uh, Travis saying, "Are you uh, are you in love with me?" Pointing to himself instead of singing, she said, "You belong with me." And so they're having a sweet little thing, and uh, she's captured in the videos, and they're having a good time. And then they, their party ended at five fifteen or so in the morning. They arrived at the second party at two fifteen in Las Vegas. They were seen kissing and dancing together. They they cover every minute that they are out in public, or even when they're not in public. Uh, and uh, they had a special delivery of chicken fingers and fries as they kept the party going till 5.15 in the morning as the DJ was playing her love story song. So anyway, now about the game. Uh, this has kind of made some things on social media. Uh, Founder, you have the last part of the of the, uh, the touchdown thing at the, at the uh, Super Bowl, right? Okay. Uh, uh, social media, a lot of complaints about Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. And first, Pete, your first complaint to Tony Romo was before the actual final touchdown in overtime. It, it really wasn't a complaint. It was just an observation. An observation. He yeah. was making a big deal about the fact that, you know, it's just into the first quarter of the first overtime. They're not going to stop and start it all over again. So everybody's freaking out because like 10 seconds left. They have plenty of time, blah, blah, blah. He was explaining that. Yeah. 
I don't know if he needed to, but he explained yeah. it anyway. Well, anyway, a lot of people are saying he, he just talks too much, and he's, he, he's, he's changed from when he first started, and you can't shut him up, and there's yeah. a real problem with it. Well, uh, I, I, again, I did not see the overtime stuff. I went to bed before the overtime, so I didn't know this until I saw the replay. Holy cow, he ruined the final 30 seconds of the game mm-hmm. and here if you don't think i'm if, if you don't think it's true listen to what what should have happened was the touchdown pass and he would say it's a touchdown and the chiefs are the super bowl champions and shut up and let the crowd and the visuals for the tv audience also instead here's what happened when the touchdown was scored and the game. being like what's going on first and goal mahomes flings it it's there Hartman, jackpot, Kansas City. And cut. And this was the Andy Reid special. Oh, boy. This was the Andy Reid special we talked about. He was saving all day. He's going to fake a motion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back. Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they win it by three on this touchdown throw to Nicole Hartman, who started the season as a Jet. Jim, I want you to know this was an incredible call. <laughs> what they did, Andy Reid right here, and Mahomes' eyes hold. Well, anyway, they go on. I mean, it just it, it, it would have been, you know, Vince Scully was great at this. He used to say, let yeah. the crowd do it. He's always best when he shut up, well, frankly. Yeah, that's right. Well, he was po- a little too poetic, but still, he he knew broadcasting. And the problem with Tony Romo is he's not a broadcaster. So he doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't really get the gist. He's of been the doing s- it long enough to well, get. Well, I, I agree. Well, some producers should have said, "Shut up. Let the let, let's listen to this. Let crowd. it breathe." So, yeah. And, and again, it's just it's a shame. I mean, I I didn't see it, so I don't really. If he'd have waited a few more seconds, it'd been fine. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it, it's another. I, I, he may not. I don't know what his contract says, but there's getting a lot of complaints about Tony Romo, who at the beginning was fabulous. And he kept saying, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I would have done when there would be a yeah. play. And they goes, yeah, how many Super Bowls did you get to? Yeah, that's not really good. <laughs> uh, and apparently Taylor Swift got Kanye West kicked out of the stadium. It, it turns out now some one of the, a football player named Brandon Marshall, a former NFL star, actually. Uh, Brandon Marshall says that Taylor Swift heard that Kanye West had bought the seats right in front of her. Um, at, at the stadium, home of the thing with the thing, and they, but the plan was foiled. He wanted apparently to uh, to make sure that he was in all the photographs and all the pictures. Every time they would go to Taylor Swift, they would show Kanye West as well. And let's see, he was uh, reportedly had plans to upstage her. Taylor Swift gets ticked off. She boom boom makes a call or two. Everybody involved, he gets kicked out of the stadium. He was trying to leverage her celebrity. It's unclear uh, where the information came from. Um, and he said, uh, the, now Kanye did make it to the Super Bowl, which photo showing him with his wife inside the venue. He was wearing a face covering with a crucifix in the front and an all black leather outfit. And his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian, was here, too. Anyway, she got him kicked out of, of the booth area. Uh, does this go back to the 2009 VMAs? Was it him that when came he, up there? Yeah, and he came he, up and said something about... Uh, that she should have won, that the yeah. black chick should have won, yeah. and yeah. she it made, pretty much made her cry? Right, yeah. Uh, Again, back before, I mean, this was years ago, before when she was it's still... What a effort, dick but, he yeah, is. Yeah, what an idiot. Yeah. No, he's not an idiot. He's, well, he's a jerk. He's got mental problems. I th- well, I he think does have mental problems. Up. What yeah. he's doing with his wife, he's basically using her as a sex slave. Yeah. He's bipolar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, there's no excuse. He's using his wife as a sex slave, parading around nude in public. Yeah.
Yeah, it's uh, really pretty demeaning. Uh, five forty-six. Can repeat and flounder. Flounder's funny. Uh, we've got flounders. Sure. I'm going to sure pair five will. in a row, uh, back to back. Coming up next, sure I promise. I swear to you. <laughs> Fifty-one, almost out of time. I can't believe it. Timber, Pete, and Flounder, and this is either Frank Sinatra or Black Sabbath. So it's kind of a <laughs> Zappa. I'm going with. Well, it doesn't sound like Sinatra. So it says here on this day, 1970, Friday the 13th. In 1970 was Friday the 13th. Black Sabbath released their debut self-titled studio album. What a smart move on Friday the 13th. Vertigo Records was in Britain, peaking at number eight on the charts. The album's been recognized as the first main album to be credited with the development of heavy metal genre. 1970, Black Sabbath. Hmm. I, that's probably true. I guess you no, it's certainly debatable. And let's see, on this date in history, uh, a miracle and a tragedy for Mrs. Edna Kenaus in 19... I'm sorry, in 1875, 1875, Edna Knauss was the first woman on record in American history to give birth to quintuplets. All five were boys, but again, this was 1875, and the medicine and the doctrine wasn't too good, and all of them were dead within two weeks, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, big announcement, 1958, on this, uh, this day, Ford announces the Square Bird, a four-passenger Thunderbird. Thinking the T-Bird sports car turning it into a luxury model. The Beach Boys drove one and I get around in the video, and there was one in Greece, among other things. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. One more thing here. Um, uh, seven years ago, 2017, Korean dictator Kim Jong-un's half-brother was assassinated. Two women uh, sprayed him with a nerve agent and killed him at the Kuala Lumpur International Airport. They claimed they were duped into thinking it was part of a harmless hidden camera prank for a Japanese TV show. <laughs> And so he had assassinated his brother, basically, and pretended, told the women. Anyway, uh, if you haven't seen this video, it's astounding. Uh, a good Samaritan in Rhode Island uh, on the ground sees up above on a second-story balcony a, a toddler, a baby, walking on the edge of the balcony. Yeah. So the guy somehow jumps up onto the roof. And, can't, and he's trying to yell to the kid, go away or something. Of course, that's not working. The kid's like two. Uh, the mother left the door open to his room to cool it off. The guy somehow got up onto the roof, uh, pulls himself up, and swiftly makes his way to the and, and the toddler's right. He's going to fall right off the edge, grabs him, and people on the ground are saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's a, a terrific video. Scary. Uh, a couple things. Uh, uh, Governor Kemp was on uh, television today, uh, national television, and it featured on Fox, among other things, announcing our governor is going to send more National Guard troops to the border with Texas this spring. And I'm not sure why he uh, announced that today, since it's not going to be till spring. It must have been a reason he wanted to get on the uh, something, so I don't know. I mean, uh, good. That's good. And he looked like a leader and uh, so forth. And he, so, did. Yeah, he did. He did, he did look a, good. A good job. And, uh, and uh, you know, he's, he's more of a national figure. Uh, if it's too bad he wasn't more of a Trump fan, because uh, that would lead to a whole other discussion, but that, nothing's mm. going to happen with that. And uh, by, by speaking of immigration, they they uh, passed the uh, Senate bill today. It's not uh, The House has killed it. 
that's not going to go to the House, the one on the on the uh, war bill for Ukraine and so forth. Uh, but first, a couple of updated things, and then we got a Founders <laughs> Funny coming up. Uh, uh, Pete Davis, something just popping up on uh, 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 telling people how stupid we really are. Yeah, all the people going on, all the Democrats on television. In wokeness tweets, grown adults are being forced to go on TV to convince you that Biden is actually a secret genius mastermind in private. <laughs> this is how stupid they think we are. I mean, the suspected child molester Chuck Schumer again is now out loud is saying out loud, "Oh, he's fine. You can't believe you know that's just a political <laughs> dirty tricks. He's a he's a he's so bright and sharp, and he runs us all over the place with this. Oh yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> and they're all turning on him by the Chicago Democrats are saying on migrant issues. Uh, you know, he said we asked for it. Top Democrats in Chicago saying it's our own fault now. It's it's a Biden thing. It's an Illinois governor thing. It's a Brandon Johnson thing. The guy who works in the uh, I'm in charge of the thing in Chicago. He said they wanted sanctuary cities. It's not Governor Abbott's fault in Texas. He didn't ask for it. We asked for it. And it's too much and it's overwhelming. And he says the problem is between the poor people in Chicago, we never got this kind of support and we never got this kind of attention. All of a sudden they've got millions of dollars to help illegal sneak-ins and the black poor people in Chicago are, are haven't changed at all. I mean, finally, same thing in Denver. Oh, my God. They're now slashing uh, services from public services to address the crisis of these all of these people sneaking across the border. Again, you wanted them. You rubbed our noses saying you white uh, conservatives are the ones to blame for this, not letting little brown people in, so we'll take them. Well, now you got them, and now Denver's struggling and in big trouble because they don't have the money or the room or the space or anything to take care of all these people. And again, it's not Texas's fault. You wanted them they got to go why should texas keep them right yeah marco rubio senator from florida just tweeted uh refugees in their 20s get more than what retirees who worked and paid taxes get from social security able-bodied single men in their 20s sneaking into our country invading will get more benefits yeah right now than than retirees and so me what you know basically social Social Security. security yeah well, that's yeah. Well, Social Security, what sixteen hundred bucks a month my whole or something life. like that. That's not even that. Twelve hundred, fourteen hundred a month or something like that. Fifteen hundred for me, whatever it is. Yeah, I think that's about right. I think it goes. Well, it depends when you got it, but yeah, it's about fifteen hundred bucks a month, which is you know nice, but it's not you know you're not going to re- you know you can live off of it. Florida. You know. No. Anyway, uh, five. Uh, oh, well, little flounder's funny. Here we go. <laughs> I had a thing that happened that I do. It was like I got to get it together. Like I. I like to golf, and so I'll send up to bring clubs, and I'll golf on the road. And so I was in Florida, and we go golfing. It's very hot, humid, gross. You get kind of feeling gross. So I wanted to change shirts before I drove back. I go to the trunk of my car, and I'm, I take my shirt off, standing there, no shirt. And this old man walks up and goes, Olivia? <laughs> <laughs> I had a turn. I was like, I'm sorry. What's the, what did you say? I'm, I'm sorry. And he was like, oh, sorry. Honest mistake. And I was like, I don't know. Uh, he was looking for his elderly wife and saw me with no shirt on. 
and thought that could be Olivia. <laughs> At a car that he does not recognize, none of this is making him not, he's like, I don't know, that's a dead ringer for Olivia. <laughs> I don't know who he disrespected more, me or Olivia. <laughs> is that our boy? Nate Bargatze. Nate Bargatze, yeah. Now, apparently he's kind of a, a jerk, I guess. There was a whole thing about him or something. Really? He's a funny son of a bitch. I guess he, I don't know whether he, he had. He said to, he was a jerk. No, uh, there was an article about Spread him. Spread rumors. No, no, no. I'm saying I don't care. I think he's funnier than hell. But he apparently is. Uh, there was. A, oh, I know what it was. It was one of those things. You know, the the bad years of the '90s. One of those shows on A and E or whatever it is. Uh, the dark side of the '90s. Dark side of the '80s. They have those features, mm -hmm. and they talk like dark side of the '90s. Robin Williams and depression and stuff like that. Oh. And I think they had a Nate Bergazzi thing on that for one of those things. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Anyway, he's a funny son of a gun, and I uh, will play him all we want to. Uh, boys, uh, great to see you. It's only me. The camera gotta go. You're killing me. <laughs> Pete and Flounder, see you boys tomorrow. Hoorah, Semper file. Look out, here we go. It's almost 6 o'clock. an extra 1063 podcast to hear more live and local content like this tune into 1063 fm or download the extra 1063 app the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners so start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each these bonds earn a fixed seven percent apy and there's no fees penalties or minimum balance required and they can be redeemed whenever you like you can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds go to worthybonds.com backslash save that's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win at Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family-owned and operated business. Hi, I'm Stacy Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. Fifty years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family-owned and operated and where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.